and thank you for listening to episode 265 of Failing to Communicate, the podcast where we talk about everything from movies to TV to MMA and even video games sometimes. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm Brooks. And we have special guest Edgar Chaput back once again. Welcome back. Oh. Thank you very much for the invitation. I I never refuse an invitation from you, fine, fine gentlemen. Yeah, and uh, it's been a while since our last episode. In fact, our last episode was about two months ago when we reviewed Black Panther with you. So we'll see you back here in July for Ant-Man and the Wasp. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of funny. It's been two months, and yet it's technically I have been on back-to-back episodes. Yeah, exactly. Uh We have a lot to get to in this episode. We're going to be doing the Summer Box Office Draft, March Movie Madness, I mean May Movie Madness, and uh, but we're also going to review Avengers Infinity War, which is the big movie that just came out last week. But since we have all this stuff to do, not really going to get into why we missed two months. At least, I'm sure we'll eventually touch upon it, but basically the... uh, the short answer is we had two traumatic events back-to-back in our family, and then we were all set to come back last week, and me and Brooks both had the flu at the same time. Yeah, so, that sucked, man. I couldn't believe it. I know. That was unbelievable. But we're back. Yeah. We're healthy. We're ready to get back in the swing of things. Definitely, man. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is our once-a-week therapy session. Where we just get to talk shit for a couple hours uh, a week. And as a listener, I think I'm, uh, I am glad, and I'm sure many listeners are, are glad you guys are back too. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. And all right, let's just get into it. Like I said, we got a lot to do. Um, Casey Brady may or may not be joining us for the Summer Box Office Draft. We put the bat signal in the air. We're waiting to see if he shows up on the roof. <laughs> To buy him some time. We're going to review Avengers Infinity War. First up, this is the long-awaited 19th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Ten years leading up to this. uh, You've seen Thanos at some post-credit scenes in some previous movies. He had a cameo or two in a Guardians movie or whatnot. And this is finally when he's like, screw it. I'm getting these Infinity Stones, tossing them on this gauntlet, and I am going to exterminate half the people in the universe. So that that's his plan. So, um, yeah, it, it finally came. Thanos arrived. And that's no spoiler, by the way. <laughs> that's no spoiler. That's just his uh, plan. Full disclosure, we are going to be talking spoilers for this review right from the jump. Um, I will anecdote... Uh, that's not a word. I will notate the timestamp in the show notes, so uh, if you haven't seen it, but everyone has, you can skip ahead. Um, expectations. Oh yeah, Brooks, you have not seen this movie, so uh, you know, feel free to ask us questions, chime in well, whenever well, you want. You're gonna spoil the whole thing, so. Yep, we're gonna ruin it for you, but uh, Edgar. <laughs> What were you thinking coming into this movie? I, you're not quite the Marvel fan I am, but you are a bigger Marvel fan than Casey. 
is. So mm. what were you thinking coming into this? Uh, it's interesting question. I mean, this is sort of the big one. Uh, I, I don't, I didn't really know what I was supposed to expect. I mean, when you've seen all these movies over the course of a decade and, and some of them are great, some of them are perfectly fine and there may be one or two clunkers in there, but generally they, this studio knows what it's doing. And then they tell you, well, here's the one where every single hero you've seen for 10 years is going to be in the same damn movie and by the way they you know the, the the baddest guy in the universe is is going to be the villain i guess you have to expect well i i expect the biggest marvel movie ever but but what does that mean after we've had some avengers films after we've had some kinds of the galaxy films yeah uh, a, a new spider-man movie which is great you know black panther a couple months ago like what what the heck is the biggest marvel marvel movie supposed to consist of um, so I guess my expectations were high, but I don't – I didn't know exactly what my expectations were. I don't know how to answer your question. It was very strange. I, I did not know what to expect. What's going to happen yeah. in Avengers Affinity War? I'll just say – I mean it, it reminded me of like a Star Wars maybe, like Rogue uh, One and uh, Force Awakens, all that. It, the hype around it with all the product placement all around town and all that. It reminded me of that type of hype. Yeah, certainly. It was massive hype. I was very worried going in, actually. I I didn't know how they were going to pull this off because, you know, Marvel already had kind of been known for a villain problem before. I think, as we'll get into, uh, I think they've kind of put an end to their villain problem. But I was worried that Thanos was going to be too big for his own good where he's he just seemed like a generic villain who's going to destroy the world and didn't really have i just didn't know if they would be able to keep his motivations and and his uh, character in check and um i was very pleasantly surprised with what they were able to do with him yeah well that's a pretty astute point of view uh bob uh you know historically these films don't have the greatest villains, I think, for a while. The exception was Loki. Uh, but recently, you know, you have uh, Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Unfortunately, the name of his character escapes me. Uh, you have Killmonger in Black Panther. Uh, there was uh, the Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. So they're on, they're on a bit of a streak. And now we get to Avengers... Avengers? Uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War with Thanos... And I had my skepticism, but much like yourself, I was very pleasantly surprised. I was I didn't do a whole lot of reading heading into the film, but what little that caught my eye on the Internet was I might have been the Russo brothers themselves or somebody associated with the movie. I can't remember saying, oh, this is actually Thanos's film. I was like, what's. You're just trying to sell tickets, like, get out of here, what are you talking about? But having seen the movie now... It really was. Yeah, and his journey, like, this is a villain with an actual arc, especially yeah. since the last moment of the film, post-credits sequence notwithstanding, is with Thanos. It's not with any of the heroes. And it's that closure. I mean, yes, there's a part two to this, which we'll get in a year, but as far as this film is concerned... His character actually has closure. 
Yep. Uh, spoilers, he doesn't die. <laughs> Spoiler, he, uh, he, he wins. He's still there at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he gets um, his wish. He snapped his fingers. Who played uh, Thanos? Was it Josh Brolin? Yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin. He's going to have a heck of a month between this and Deadpool 2. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a big fan of the first Deadpool, so the, it's looking Same. like I'm, I'll skip the sequel. But Same but yeah. as far as voice acting goes, he's really, really good at this. Yeah, he was. I was very. Uh, I was it's loving a balanced it. performance. I feel like they could have titled this movie Thanos, and it could have been apt. You know, and that wouldn't have sold as many tickets, but. I mean, was it was it all voice acting or was it like motion capture? Or? I think it was mocap. It looked mocapish. <laughs> it, it, it is, I believe, and yeah, but cool. this is uh, it's weird. It's one of those things where I saw the trailer and I actually thought Thanos looked kind of bland. Yeah, not very impressive. And maybe it's because I was sitting pretty close to the screen. I've kind of changed my theatrical habits. I used to be a back row kind of a guy. Now I'm like, you know what? I want like the screen to envelop me. So I sit closer now. So I don't know if it's because I was that close, but holy smokes. Like this was like Rise of the, or what is it? Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, like mocap. Like this uh, yeah. was really, really good. It, it was very good. He, he visually, he looked great. Um, and I just love the way, right from the jump, I mean, the movie starts and sets the stakes, or at least lets you know exactly how powerful Thanos is. He, Thor's already beaten, he kills Heimdall, like, beats the crap out of Hulk, uh, which makes him scared to even come back out for the rest of the movie, then snaps Loki's neck and uh, goes on his merry yeah. way. And we're off. Yeah. <laughs> and I even I even was surprised. I thought his little henchmen were gonna just be kind of like, and for the most part, they're pretty bland. But I at least like design wise, I thought they looked pretty well, and they were pretty formidable formidable themselves in these many fights throughout the movie. I especially liked Ebony Maw, who was the nonchalant telekinetic one who uh, kidnapped Doctor Strange. Uh, right. It's, it's, you know what? I have no idea what that character's name is. I, I will say, as wonderful as Thanos is, you know, from a digital effects perspective and from a performance perspective, and scripters perspective for that matter, um, I didn't really, not only did I not really care about his henchmen, I couldn't really, maybe I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I had trouble different, distinguishing one from the other. Like I know one was a big bulk hero. One of them was a woman. Yeah. One of them was a sorcerer. Other than that, like they the sorcerer exactly was the, the only one that really stood out to me. I guess the the, the villain problem did rear its ugly head, <laughs> albeit, albeit in a less like, critical fashion, because the the big bad guy was was fantastic. But yeah, I I. Really had trouble mustering enthusiasm for his oh, his, yeah. his quartet of of, they of were, uh, henchmen. They were very Justice League esque, the henchmen. But, low blow, Bob. Low blow. But when that's just your henchman, that's not as bad as you know the main right. badass villain. So no. no, I um no, I guess I never really. I don't know if I said it out right. I I love the movie. It just altogether reminded me. Very much of a big of crossover event comic book series like 
for better and for worse. Like it's messy. It's you know you don't get to focus on an individual character very much, but you get great moments of your favorite characters coming together, doing cool stuff, having great character moments, character beats, uh, and it was all of that and more. It was just a breakneck pace, like, even for two hours, 40 minutes, it was pretty, uh, it was long, don't get me wrong, but they were able to cram a lot of stuff in that time, I felt like, and keep the fun Jesse, going. Jesse was telling me that they really left you hanging at the end. Yeah, we'll definitely get to the ending. We'll That's leave you sure. hanging, Brooks. We'll leave <laughs> yeah, you hanging. Stay tuned. Well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, we've we've I've been on this show to talk about a few Marvel films before. Most recently, Black Panther. So, you know, your 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 opinions and feelings towards the MCU are, are well known uh, to <laughs> me and uh, many of the listeners, I'm sure. I'm a show, uh, Bob. Oh, they've they've you've you drank the Kool Aid. You're, you're, <laughs> you're done for. You you got they got you in the bag. That's true. It's um, true. Look, I I like Avengers. Why can I not say that stupid name correctly? Avengers Infinity War. I like it. I enjoyed it. I think by and large I got my money's worth. That being said, I've, this is one of those cases where like the guy that likes it but doesn't love it because he has to share why he only liked it. It's going to sound like, like – No, do it. I'm going to share criticism so do it'll it. sound like I suddenly don't like the movie. I think it had a little bit of a um, – Avengers Age of Ultron syndrome in the sense that you got even more characters this time. So yeah. how can we figure out ways to bring all these disparate characters together who are from different parts of the globe or the galaxy in this case? And I think one of the reasons why I like a lot of the Marvel films but only love maybe a handful of them is – Oftentimes, I really don't care about plot. Yes, I like I, I like character, I like performance, and I like story. Story is character growth. Character art. Thanos has a story in this movie. Yes, I I don't care about plot. So when like Doctor Strange and Iron Man are on a flying donut, as <laughs> as Iron Man said, which is a funny line, you know, and they're going off into space talking about do this with the stone, no, we'll do this, we'll go here, we'll go that. I'm like, guys, yeah, could care less. You create up, you create magic, you start floating, and Spider Man, you start shooting some webs because this is I'm bored. Yeah, um, and there's a lot. It's two and a half hours, so there's a lot of this. I, I. I th- some old Avengers, Captain America, um, Black Widow, and what's Falcon? Falcon. Um, they they come to the conclusion that they have to go to Wakanda. I have no idea why they think they have to go to Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand any of it. I'm glad they went to Wakanda because that place is awesome and we see those awesome characters again. But I have no idea why they went there. Like I just – I tune out almost when they start talking, especially in this movie because there's so many of them. Yeah. And all these stones do these different things. So I don't know. That's partly on me. Maybe I need to put a bit more backbone and investment into the ABCs of the plot. But I think these Marvel movies get character and performance and story really down pat. Uh, And whether it's – a script issue or it's an Edgar Chaput issue. I don't know, but I, I rarely care about the plot. I, I, so I, th- I think I just didn't give a shit about the ABCs 
of Infinity War. But it was fun hanging out with the characters. Yeah, I I agree completely. Um, yeah, I I thought. Uh, go ahead, Brooks. What was uh what was Stanley's cameo in here? I think he was driving a bus, oh, the school right. bus. Yeah, when, yeah. In the beginning, when Peter Parker sees the flying donut in the sky and and goes to uh, head towards Which, it. Again, is a fun movie. You get the little cameo from his fat friend there, <laughs> and Peter Parker says, "Oh, distract him!" And we was he's, "Oh my God, we're all gonna die!" <laughs> yeah, so, that was funny. It's a funny moment, you know. It's like it's it's cool. I actually thought there was a lot of pretty good comedic. Uh, bits in here. Uh, I thought Thor was the best part of the movie. I thought him interacting with the Guardians of the Galaxy, like he should be in Guardians Three, in my opinion. Um, well, based on the end of this movie, it might be just. Well, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I liked um, Captain. Not Captain. I'm ready for Captain America to go. I think I think uh, Avengers Four will be his last movie, and I'm ready for that. He's good in the role. I just think that's a boring character. Uh, yeah. I liked uh, the Spider-Man Iron Man relationship. How that continued to grow from uh, Homecoming. I actually liked Doctor Strange a lot in this movie, which I liked his own solo movie, but I wasn't sure how he was going to integrate with uh, all the Avengers. But I I really liked uh, what Cumberbatch did. With that role, love the Guardians as always. Black Panther, I feel like anyone that went into this thinking, "Oh, this is basically a Black Panther sequel," would be so <laughs> very disappointed. Pretty quick. Uh, pretty quick. He's barely in the movie. I felt like I would have liked to seen more of him, but and he was kind yeah. of bland when he was in it. I'm sure they planned it that way with. Him having his own standalone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. These movies. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually thinking about that the other day. And, and I think you might be on to something, uh, Brooks. Like, these movies came out two months apart. You <laughs> yeah, have to exactly. think they were being filmed at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. The Russo brothers probably knocked on Ryan Coogler's door say, uh, could we borrow Chadwick Boseman for a while? And, like, sure, you can have him for, like, a couple days, but I need yeah. to make my Black Panther movie here. <laughs> yeah. he's, so that's probably why. Like, he's there. But he's got to be gone. exhausted because they also shot Avengers 4 immediately. Like, that's already been Back shot here. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. I thought... Um, What's his name? Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner was terrible in this movie. Oh, really? Easily my least favorite part of the movie. I love. He's fine, but forgettable. I don't know. Terrible. Wow. I don't know. It just seems like he's. I just feel like I can tell he's really going through the motions, collecting that paycheck. I like when Hawk is out, but Banner. I, I just wish it was Hawk all the time. But, but Banner was. Uh... See, Banner doesn't have a character in this film. He is one of those characters who's just there to explain stuff. Right, yeah. When he starts explaining why whatever his face, Paul Bettany, is important, I'm like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. So he has something lodged in his forehead. I got that part. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Vision. I mean, there's so many characters in this movie. It's hard to really go through them all. But uh, I will say my favorite line of the movie was when Steve Ro- uh, Captain America meets Groot for the first time and says, <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, that's that very – that was actually pretty good. Another one I like is uh, – who is in this 
because Bruce Banner hasn't been on Earth for a little while. Right. Uh, we find that out in, in, in Ragnarok, and now he's back. And he's sort of like discovering on the fly what the heck's been going on. And, yeah. and someone talks about an Ant-Man. He's like, wait, wait, wait. There's a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man? Like, I thought that was kind of funny, too. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's funny that uh, Ant-Man and Hawkeye are on house arrest. They were, they're like the only ones not in this movie. Which I guess we will see more of the reasons why Ant-Man is not there when uh, in two more right. months we get Ant-Man and the Wasp. But uh, yeah, I guess we could get to the ending. Uh, very, very uh, ballsy, very audacious. Um, yeah, is I, I'll let you. I'll t- take the floor. I'll, right, I'll follow right. up after you. Go ahead. I thought I really loved the ending, even though I think it's meaningless and will be completely reversed within That's, an hour yeah. of the next movie. But That's what Jesse was saying. He was like, it was heavy. They leave you hanging, but. It- doesn't really know if it means anything. Yeah, yeah. But it was an awesome moment, in my opinion. Uh, the whole movie, the final uh, Infinity Gem is uh, lodged in Vision's head, and he keeps trying to convince Scarlet Witch to destroy it because um, she's the only one that has the power, but they're in a relationship. She doesn't want to kill him, yada, yada, yada. She finally gets the guts to do it as Thanos is there. She destroys it. And she's weeping, and it's this power... Well, supposed to be this powerful moment. I don't know how powerful it was, but... And Thanos is like, that must have been hard for you, girl. And then immediately just turns... Girl? I don't know, whatever he said. And uh, uses the time gem to reverse time, and then proceeds to rip the stone out of Vision's head himself, complete the gauntlet, snap his fingers, and... All of a sudden, it's like uh, half of the universe is being disappeared. Uh, they just turn to ash one by one, and it's it's pretty crazy because it starts out, and I thought, oh, this is how they're going to get rid of a bunch of these expiring contracts like Captain America and Iron Man. But it starts off, Winter Soldier, I think, is like the first one to go. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I'm like... Finally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then, like, a bunch of uh, Wakandans disappear. And I think the the second hero to go, it looks like it's going to be Black Panther's, like, uh, you know, sidekick. I forget her name. The the girl with the bow staff type thing. And it looks like it's going to be her. Instead, Black Panther turns to Ash and, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and... All the guardians except for Rocket, and that's, that's yeah. That's when I'm like, hold on a second. Are you really gonna toss a billion dollars down the right. garbage bin like and that? And then Spider-Man, which is half Sony's property, does it, like, yeah. which was a pretty cool moment because Peter Parker's like hugs uh, Tony Stark and is like, no, I don't want to go, and then he goes, uh, thanks. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty crazy. Um, thought it was really well done because then the movie ends with like Thanos just sitting on, sitting on his throne in victory, you know. And uh, oh, great moment, victory. You say victory. I, I mean, victory in so far as he his plan uh, was executed for, for for the next twelve months. He's accomplished for now, his goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for now. Uh, yeah. But there's like a sense of exhaustion. Like he doesn't look happy. He looks right. like 
oof, wow, now that's a relief. Like, that's yeah. sort of the look on his face right now. Like, it's not like, haha, I've succeeded. He's he's also had, to, we avoided that spoiler, yes. but, you know, he had to do something, you he know. He killed his daughter. So, like, yeah. He's like, holy yeah, Christ that. almighty, like, that was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Like, that's the look on his face at the end of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. He, kill, he, he kills Gamora, and she's there, and, like, the flashbacks I thought were pretty good. The show, like, how he came into like adopt her mm. and uh yeah i in my opinion the people that died before the ash thing i think they're permanently dead and i think it's pretty convenient that all the people that disappeared are pretty much all the heroes that have sequels lined up <laughs> and yeah like, and the well, only ones now, there is a spider-man 2 coming out in a couple years like next come year on, yeah <laughs> And um, all the ones that lived are like the original Avengers. I think, you know, Avengers Four is going to be like their one last go uh, before I think Captain America is going to die, Iron Man's going to retire, Thor's going to go off, and you know, try to rebuild Asgard. I think like the big three are going to no longer be a big part of yeah. these movies. It Maybe some cameos. I wish. I really hope Thor sticks around because. He's quickly becoming like my favorite Avenger in the past couple. Yeah, it's Thor is an interesting one. Like it feels like Iron Man and Captain America and uh, I, I guess the Incredible Hulk. Although yeah. other since the early days, he hasn't had his own movie. He's always a supporting player. But it feels like those characters really haven't evolved. They haven't changed, right. uh, which is not a bad thing because Tony Stark's a lot of fun and Captain America is sort of like that great, you know, stoic leader and such and yeah. such. Like, okay, so that's that's fair enough. Yeah, they have their usefulness, but the one that has actually changed, the one, the one thing these writers and these directors have tried to to change is Thor. Like now is you can't kill Thor now. Everybody loves yeah. Thor now. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it just seems like there's really nothing else they can really do with Iron Man, Captain America, Banner, you know, all those guys. Yeah. It just seems well, like, yeah. Hawkeye. Could you ever really do anything with Hawkeye? Slightly off topic, but it's like, I mean, you guys know I didn't see the movie, but there was a lot of heroes. I'm sure they had a lot of shit uh, fit in this movie, but it's like, I I hate this trend with these big movies like Harry Potter Part 7. They did it in two parts. They did it with like Twilight movies. I, think, I guess this is Yeah, I know what you mean. Point name is Hunger like Games. Same movie, Part 1 and 2, but it, it almost is in a sense. Yeah, it pretty oh, much sure. is because, I mean, that's what it originally was even going to be titled. I, I think it does it a, a little bit better than Harry Potter, which kind of just literally stopped <laughs> like you know, yeah, out of nowhere uh, and hungry. I think it does it better than them, but it's basically the same thing. Uh, it does, uh, again, I, and I, this is one of, you know, the ending is one of the reasons why I like but don't love the film. Not because not because I'm against a studio, uh, one that has a lot of money at stake, actually making a really ballsy decision. And I, believe me, I'm all for that. Uh, but this is not... It, it is, but it also isn't uh, a ballsy decision. Like, nobody in their right mind thinks Spider-Man and Black Panther are... And 
three quarters of the Guardians of the Galaxy right. are gone for good. Like nobody really thinks that. It, it reminds me of uh, I'll never forget this. This was years ago, but it's always stuck with me. Um, I was in the theater watching one of the Hobbit films. I don't remember which one. And <laughs> there's you. a <laughs> uh, and there's a moment in which a, a character it might be Legolas and somebody who's in the Hobbit movies that is in the Lord of the Rings movies, which happened after. <laughs> And that character, you know, oh, my God, suddenly they're in mortal danger. And there were people in the audience going, oh, I'm like, what is going on here? Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Like this character is not going to die. Yeah, exactly. And although the Avengers Infinity War is not a prequel to another movie, I I sort of have the same feeling like, yeah, you know, there's more to it. Yeah, exactly. It's like these characters are not same universe also. They're, they're prepping Guardians, they're, they're writing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. As we speak. They're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> but I will yeah. say, and the same thing as in comic books, you know, characters die and they come yeah, back like a year Walking later. Yeah, Dead or like people that have read the um, Games of Thrones books, although that's a little different, they're adapting that. But, but even uh, though it is predictable and you know what's going to happen, it's still interesting to see how these characters are going to deal with it because they don't know they're coming back. They they could have long-lasting effects that, you know, develop and change their characters in the next movie. Like, it'll be interesting to see what Spider-Man's like having faced death when he comes back. Yeah. Hopefully not too different because I like it. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh... The sequel, The the Homecoming, will be after this. Yeah, they said it's going to pick up... Homecoming 2 is going to start, like, immediately after Avengers 4, is what uh, I heard. Which is and interesting. probably Ant-Man and Wasp will finish Concurrently, I think uh, my prediction is that, you know, it's going to be, like, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp starts right after Civil War. And I think oh. they go into some, like, uh, different kind of reality with their miniature stuff. Or yeah. something, and I think they're going to come out at the end of the movie victorious and happy, and then they're going to be like, "Coming for that." They're going to come back to reality and be like, "Whoa, where is everybody?" Ooh, uh, interesting. It's got to be really tough to manage, man. All those different. Yeah, I would say so. Storyline, it'll be really hard. Yeah, for sure. And then there's this uh, movie, Captain Marvel, yes. which has no trailers, no pictures, but this is apparently a super important one. I think so, and I really like the post credit scene. For Infinity War, which had uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, you and, gotta uh, get you gotta get a motherfucker. Well, kind of. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. get one in there. Exactly. I just liked. I thought that was the best post-credit scene yet. I mean, not like they're ever that great, but I thought this one was actually really well done. It was cool, like his perspective of when everyone started fading away and how like a helicopter falls out of the sky and and then his partner turns to ash and he's trying to get a, a signal out to someone then he turns to ash and then you see the captain marvel logo pop on the pager so you know I, i'm she's really coming. curious about that because like for i'm a big brie larson fan i think she's an extraordinary talent so i want to see it for her but just as a fan of the, of this franchise in general like it's my understanding, Captain Marvel is a period piece. So why has yeah. nobody ever mentioned this? Like, how well, are they going to work that into all? She's of this? like the Guardians. She's integral. She's Cree. She's out in the space. 
you know, I'm sure she's like the leader of some kind of galactic police force type thing. So I think she's had more important things. And she said, yo, hit me up if it gets real crazy. So I'm Captain Marvel is a great character. I'm really excited for that movie. It's going to be set in the 90s. The Skrulls, the Super Skrulls are going to be the villain, Fantastic Four villain. Um, In the comics, she is the leader of the Avengers, at least at some point. So I have a feeling she could be taking over the mantle of... uh, She'll be the new Captain America, maybe. Yeah, Captain Marvel. And yeah, I I like Brie Larson a lot. I think she'll kill it. So... I'm looking forward. I to don't that. see why not. That's that, that, again the casting of these movies. Yeah, they do a great job. Like, yeah, I would love the, I would. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the budget was huge. I would like to know just the budget for the actors that were in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was apparently three hundred million for this movie. So just the whole budget. Just yeah, for everything. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's a license to print money at not, this point. I mean, there's yeah, not counting not counting marketing apparently. So yeah, yeah but I mean, shitload of marketing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Just, I where would you new, but... where would you no, rank ahead, where would you rank Infinity War compared to the other eighteen MCU movies? Oh God! Uh, I'm sure we just asked you this for Black Panther, but do it again. Yeah. Right, I, and I don't remember what answer. <laughs> Black Although Black Panther, I probably said something like it's fighting for the top five spot. Yeah. I did really, really like that movie. Uh, I don't like Avengers Infinity War as much as Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I think I like my Marvel movies when they're a little bit more contained, which is why, you know, not to sound like a contrarian, it's just what my heart tells me. I'm a little bit more excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, yeah, looks good, looks good. Uh, it's, it's, look, I said at the start of this review that I think most of them are good. So if when I say this one's kind of middle in the pack, it's middle of the pack for a franchise that's quite good on the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, again, the sort of sort of cheapness of the conclusion and there's so much plot dumping in this movie. And I'm going to come clean. I don't care about Paul Bettany and oh, and, yeah. and and uh, what's her face Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, the actors yeah. are fine. Wanda Maximoff. Right. It's like who? Ca- Why should I care about these two characters who have been in two movies for 20 minutes in total? <laughs> like who? Ca- and we spent so much time with them. Hey, she was. In, uh, they were in Civil War too. I don't know. So yeah, it's it's. I like it. It's it's bit of the pack. I, as if for you know, if we just want to do Avengers films, I, I would still put Age of Ultron last, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, maybe I like the first one still the most, but this yeah. one wouldn't be that far behind. Yeah, I uh, I have a fifth overall in my rankings. I did a little update. Number one for me, still Guardians of the Galaxy. Then Thor Ragnarok <laughs> two. Um, the original Avengers, number three, Black Panther four, then Infinity War, then Spider Man Homecoming. Um, wow, you really loved uh, Ragnarok. I did, I did. I really love that movie. It's due for a rewatch. I will admit, I will come clean. I probably should rewatch it. I don't think I was expecting it. Yeah. To be just a comedy. Uh, like the villain looks horrifying and the whole movie's just a joke. So I, was, I think maybe I was turned, like I was caught off guard maybe. Yeah. I should rewatch it. So basically if it's set in space and it's funny, it's going to be one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I rewatched Civil War and I don't think that movie holds up. I really, really liked it at the time on a first watch, but 
I dropped that down to like tenth. Yeah, I like how it introduced Black Panther and Spider Man, but it's a little dry, too much plot, like you said. At least in my opinion, Infinity War kind of the action propels you forward, even even though there is a lot of terrible plot as well. I feel like it's way better paced than Civil War. Interesting. I'm really all. I've seen it a couple times, but it was at around the time of its theatrical release. So yeah. that was a couple of years ago. I, I'm still quite high on it, but... I still uh, like it. I still like it, uh, but I dropped good... it down. I might even like Age of Ultron better. Ooh, I, I feel like I should rewatch. I, 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 I'm going to say this for every single title. You <laughs> I've seen a lot of these movies once, by the way. Yeah. A lot of yeah. them once. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. There was something about... Age of Ultron that just I don't know again Scarlet Witch and her brother don't care um, <laughs> and just the intricacies of the plot again the pl- plot is not these movies it's not the no, strong point it's of not their movies. forte for sure except when Michael Douglas starts explaining Pym particles I feel like that <laughs> yeah it doesn't get any better but uh, let's move on to the rest of the summer Avengers kicked it off and it kicked off this episode. It's time to get to the summer box office draft. Right. Um, Brooks, the Virgin, you're gonna pop your cherry. <laughs> I guess Casey ain't gonna make it. Uh, which pick would you like to have, first, second, or third? I'll pick first. All right. Um, I'll go third. I'll be around the bend, and I'll leave the second pick for Edgar. Mm, the meat of the sandwich. <laughs> yes. So, all right, let's do it. Brooks, you are on the clock. You have the whole summer ahead of you. A lot to choose from. Uh, Brooks will take the first overall pick, uh, Solo. Ooh, Solo, a Star Wars story. It comes out I want the end of May, May 27th, 28th. Um, what is to say? I mean, it's... It is a Star Wars movie. It's a guarantee. It's definitely something. I I feel like this has the least amount of buzz of any of the... It's, it's, it's tough because, I mean, you had the uh, Black Panther and the Avengers and this and also Deadpool. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely got some... It's a, it's a really good time for movies, really. It is. It, the summer is always a blast. And I, I just feel like there's the least amount of buzz out of any of the... Star Wars movie since they came back with Solo. Yeah. I still I think it's probably one of the top picks. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. Um, yeah. I, I, my rough estimation ha- it has a $200 million budget making about $800 million, maybe a little bit more worldwide. I think the Rotten Tomato score probably be in the 70s. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super say, excited I mean- for the movie. They really, really packed it on with the promotion and press with Avengers, so that might hurt this a little bit. I mean, they everywhere you go, they had uh, like promotion billboards or like I went to Walmart, they had shit all over Walmart for the Avengers. Movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to take a while years. for the Infinity War effect to yeah. wear off. Yeah. I mean, it's making a lot of money. Everybody loves this movie. Uh, I probably just gave the most negative criticism <laughs> on the internet right now, and I like and I liked it. Uh, it's making so much money, and it's so beloved. I don't know. 
It's still Star Wars. It's not a bad pick. I think you're going to make money with it. How much money are you going to make is the question. I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, you know, this is the first Star Wars movie being released in the summer since they came back. They haven't had quite the competition, you know, in that December slot. Um, They had some And and it's it's a one-off. It's not not like a major saga story. Right. It's going to be interesting to track. Um, Disney knows what they're doing. I, I'm sure it it's a safe choice. It's a good choice. What do we think, before Edgar gets to his pick, what do we think of this summer overall? I mean, uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started that it, it doesn't seem quite as strong as last year. Well, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see. I, mean, I think there's some hidden gems in there. Let and, me look uh, at last year while you talk. Um, wait, what? Sorry, I'm looking up last year's movies yeah, just to remind yeah. myself as you speak. But yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot of big titles. Um, uh, I think it's a really good summer, to be honest. I mean, if, if we're talking like Oscars or something, it would be yeah, a yeah, yeah. story, but um, as far as big titles and money and drawing people out, I think, I think it is a strong summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's always a handful of movies that that get me pretty excited. Uh, I remember doing my preliminary research, so to speak, for this box office draft. I, I couldn't help but I, I was I had to force myself to uh, to consider some of these picks. You know, we'll we'll see what I pick, and obviously my picks will be influenced by your picks. That goes without saying. This is how you play this game, but just you know, just. On my own, what's coming out this summer on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and I, I feel because this is what my fourth or fifth kick at the can of this stupid game. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is know, the yeah. sixth annual. Oh God! Uh, um, I, I got to improve this batting average. <laughs> the only one, the only one I ever won was a fall box office draft, and that was before the no Star Wars. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, it's there's something funny about this summer. I, I you know, we were originally we, there was a, a chance there were going to be four of us since we have five picks each. There'd be twenty films taken off the board, and I couldn't, I can't come up with twenty movies that I would pick. I have like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah uh, same. Which I feel wasn't the case the last couple summers. I feel it was really I, I could have picked anything the last couple summers, and and. This year, had we been four, not not that I'm glad Casey's not here. I mean, it's always fun when he's on the show, but like, it's almost like the fact that he's not here like gives us odds are a little bit better, <laughs> a little more leeway. Yeah, I would have been struggling that fourth and fifth pick. I would have been struggling. A yeah, little bit. absolutely. Yeah, this uh, this makes it a little easier on us. So thank you, Casey. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. that being said. Yeah, with that being said. If he texts or chats, just don't answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, the podcast is over. You're out. <laughs> yeah. Edgar, do your honors. Uh, yes. Um, well, man, you know that first pick, you always get that little tingle of excitement when it's your mm-hmm. first pick. Like, what's 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 my heavy hitter? Like, ooh. Uh, and my first pick um, is as the... Uh, wonderful character uh, many years ago played by Jeff Goldblum once put it 
life finds a way. Uh, so I am going with the big, undoubtedly the biggest movie of the summer post Avengers Infinity War. I'm going with the sequel to Jurassic World. What's this piece Fallen of garbage Kingdom? called? Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first one was a major hit. Uh, big, big movie. Uh, did surprisingly well. I think people want more of the same, which is exactly what the trailer looks like. I didn't care for Jurassic World. I thought it was pretty bland overall. I yeah. think I'm all Jurassic Parked out, but clearly half the planet isn't. Uh, the cast is back. You got that great John Williams score playing during the trailer. Just, oh, just sends a tear down your, your cheek. Um, I think people will come in droves. It comes out on June 22nd, so the Infinity War effect will be long gone. Uh, I feel quite... And there's not... There there are big movies in the couple weeks before or after. There's stuff you can pick, but I don't think there's anything as big as Jurassic World in that late June spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good pick. It was between that. There was uh, like three or four movies that I. That's why I gave myself the last pick instead of the second pick because I feel like there's three or four movies that are going to compete for the best pick of this draft. And Jurassic World was probably at the top of that list. It made $1.67 billion in 2015 on a $150 million budget. Casey. Drafted it with like the third pick in that draft, of course. Um, I just I think the sequel is not going to do as well. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't mind the first Jurassic World um, after seeing a few of these trailers for the second one here. Uh, it is going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> the, 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 the threat, the threat of it not doing as well is con- in comparison to one point six billion. Exactly. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna make. A lot of money, but it's it'll make anywhere between eight hundred million and a billion. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And, and that eight hundred million would be fifty percent of what the first one made. Like, I don't yeah. even think the drop is going to. I think we're looking more closer, slightly over a billion. I'm going to make some monies. <laughs> I had it down for between nine hundred million and one billion, <laughs> which again, pretty pretty good. Um, I think the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to be like 50%, some, yeah. somewhere around there. 50-60. Yeah, so it's a great choice. and Very good. But it's time to get to the best choice. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> one of these. I did win the first ever summer box office draft. So You've been getting trounced recently. Like, <laughs> I you, really you're, have. You're not losing. This is like an ant versus a steamroller. <laughs> it's true. I seem to find the biggest bust every summer and now fall. Um, Tomorrowland, never die. I'm going <laughs> to continue the animation domination. One of these you know, years. Mamma Mom, Mia, here we go again. It's still on the board. <laughs> it is there. It is there, but that will not be my first choice. I'm going The Incredibles 2 with my first choice. Um, For like three years in a row, I've tried the animation domination strategy. That Pixar movie, the big Disney movie. It hasn't... Cars 3 did not work out that great. Uh, Moana surprisingly did not make as much as I would have liked, but... uh, you can't go wrong with The Incredibles 2, in my opinion. I feel like this will be the big animated movie. 
Oh, yeah, long-awaited sequel to a Pixar classic. Uh, I think it'll make close to a billion dollars on a $200 million budget. Really? And I think them review is going to be good. So uh, uh, Hopefully. I want it to be good. A billion dollars. You think that's going to make it very interesting? It. I think between 800 and $1 billion. Somewhere in there. <laughs> and I think... Oh. Yeah. Six fifty. That would be very disappointing. I think that's how much the first one made, like ten years ago. Jesus. Um, and I think it'll be in the eighties or nineties, Rotten Tomatoes wise. I Pixar always, for the most part, does pretty well there. And coming back around the bend, my first pick in the second round. I was going to try to make some joke where Deadpool makes a snarky breaking the fourth wall comment. But I'm just going to say Deadpool 2 will be my second right. choice. Uh, it, Take a wrong there. No, it comes out next week. It has a, a week free of Star Wars, so it has two weeks to make the money. Um, I don't know if Infinity War being around is going to help or hurt it. Maybe it will like get them superhero juices flowing. I don't but, know why uh, they would release this in this succession like yeah, usually they, when they I mean, blow up a month or so, or what you know. Yeah the the first I one think... was such a surprise, and mm. it came out in like February, March. Usually when that happens, they'll put the sequel in the same time frame. It is interesting that they moved it ahead to the summer with a lot more competition. I also think it's interesting that Avengers: Infinity War was released a week earlier than originally planned, and I think even though technically speaking, one is Disney, the other one is being released by Fox. I think. Well, who just bought Fox? Somebody, yeah, yeah. The same people are making money somewhere because they're both Marvel products. So I think there there's an agreement somewhere saying, you know what, we Infinity War will come out a week. Earlier, we'll make our money, and you, Deadpool 2, because we're kind of the same team anyways, yeah. uh, you can make – you have a little bit more breathing room to make some money. I'm sure something happened like that behind the scenes. Yeah, I agree. And another thing I like about Deadpool 2 is the budget will not be $200 million. I think it will be closer no. to $100 million, which would be a yeah. big increase from the first movie itself. Um, like you, Edgar, I was not a huge fan of the first one much at all. But I do like the character in the comics. I think there is potential to be better. I give it a bigger budget. You get Josh Brolin off this Thanos run here. And uh, maybe you got something. I think it'll make like $750 million worldwide with like a 70-something percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Really? You, why that, that For that kind of a movie? That, what was the Rotten Tomatoes for the first one? Do we know? Let me check. I'll look at it right now. Uh, I don't know if it was that well received. Was it? 83%. Wow. Yeah, which is... Wow. That's pretty crazy. It's not... And it made it almost $800 million on a $58 million budget. So. Jeez Louise. Well... What do I know? Huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea it was that well reviewed. I knew. I knew fans liked it. I didn't know critics liked it. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, I guess it's my turn. It is back to yeah. you. All right. Well, uh, let's see. What do we got? I got to cross out Deadpool two here, which I was considering actually. Um, there's some stuff here. Oh no, there, there's still there's still stuff, and I think. Oh man, 
I know where my heart wants to go and <laughs> I know where my heart wants to go, but I can't go with my heart. I have to go with, with, with my head. I have to be strategic here. I'm going to go with a, a movie that will be well received. will make a lot of money, even though I think I'm, I think I'm going to lose my chance to go with what my heart wants to go with. <laughs> I'll reveal what it was if I, but I'm, I'm going to go, look, you cannot lose with Marvel. You, you simply can't. So I'm going to go Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is it going to make Avengers Infinity War film uh, money? No, but it's going to make money, and it's going to be really, really well received. We're talking about Rotten Tomatoes, anywhere from seventy-five to eighty-five percent. Agreed. And it'll make a, a cool, I don't know, six, seven hundred million dollars. Yep. Uh, I'm going to make money off this. This is. I want to see the movie. It's like I'm not like disappointed about picking this, but I am leaving something on the board where I'm like, ah. Edgar Chaput should be picking that, but I'm going to go with Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a great uh, choice. It's the right choice here. I know, I think okay. I know what your heart was. I will not say it out loud. Mm. But um, I Don't do like... Me, so. <laughs> you also have a smaller budget for the Ant-Man movies, in my opinion. I think it'll be like $150 million as opposed to the $200 plus. Um, it will be interesting to see the Avengers effect on this movie. Will it help it? Will it hurt it? Uh, yeah, Ant-Man got a brief mention in Infinity War, but did not show up. So it's not like, I don't know, will it carry the heat over? Will the general Marvel heat carry over? Or will it be like people forgot Ant-Man's even a part of the MCU? Oof, Time I will tell. I just, had it I'm, for... I'm, on bo- I'm going to box office mojo here. I just want to take a look at... Uh... The first Ant Man. Give me like five fifty. Five five nineteen five nineteen yeah. on a one thirty budget. So, I but think again, it'll do better than that. these movies are making more money now. So I think, it, or okay, if Ant Man makes five fifty, I'll take it. But I think it'll make a little bit more than that. I can see it making between somewhere between six and seven. Yeah. If the budget is about one fifty and it's a like a seventy five to eighty percent Rotten Tomato score. I've made a couple hundred million. Yeah, I have it written down for six fifty. That's my guess. All right. Well, with my pick in the second round here, I will take Mission Impossible. There All you right. go. And that was where my heart was at. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> love me some Mission. I love Tom Cruise. Yeah, I love they're, spies. They're very, very well made movies. I mean, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Legend. What's this one called? Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, who cares what it's six. called? It just looks great. Yeah. It does look great. Yeah, I actually, I have it very similar to Ant Man and the Wasp as far as predictions go. I have a hundred and fifty million dollar budget between six twenty five and six fifty worldwide intake. So, and I think it'll make it'll have pretty similar reviews to Ant Man and the Wasp. So that will be interesting to track. And they kind of look like each other like they both are kind of spy heist type mm-hmm. you know action thrillers so Very and the mission impossible films have been getting better and better like this series yeah, gets so better too. as it goes along yeah yeah um one producer you got for you this name it's like the tech guy yeah 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 um, i know you're talking about benji. Benji. yeah benji yeah, yeah i forget the actor's name sean of the but, dead yeah, Sean, that Yeah, yeah. All right, coming back around third round pick. 
I think all, right. all the obvious ones are gone, in my opinion. I feel like all the rest have some kind of risk attached. And now the game begins. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to take Christopher Robin. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Christopher Robin. I think uh, I was a when I was a kid. Winnie the Pooh was my shit, and uh, I, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> was your poo? When I was a little little kid. I had a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal. I didn't even know anything about this movie until about two weeks ago. I saw it. Really cool. Um. Yeah. Is it? Is it really a blockbuster type movie? I'm not sure. Uh, isn't it more I of a drama? I... What's that? Isn't this more of like a drama? I'm not really sure to be honest with you, but um, I think it's my dark horse in a sense, uh, and I just want to make sure I grabbed it up. Yeah, I feel like you could have got it in the next round, but I know. probably could have. But that's how draft works. It's true. It's true. But hey, we've it's well established. I suck at this, so <laughs> I always make fun of everyone during the draft, and then end up biting my tongue off in the process. Whoever wins this one will win with like, uh, like it'll be like the lowest total of any winner ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and none of us are going to beat Avengers by itself. Yeah. No, no, that was a fun game though. With Last Jedi, did anybody beat Last Jedi? I can't remember. I do think so. I have it right here. I'll, I'll pull it up. But uh, if you want to make your next pick while I'm doing that, this is, it kind of is like Avengers: Infinity War. Everybody's against Thanos, and we were all of us against the Last Jedi. Yeah, actually, you and Casey beat it. I did not. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I made less than three hundred million. Star Wars made almost eight hundred million. You made close to a billion, and Casey made over one point four. Wow! Yeah. Um. All right. So, I am eyeing a little movie. Well, it's not a little movie. Uh, this should be interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'm digging my grave with this one, but this could be hot. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ocean's Eight. Ah, that was my pick. Good. I think the people have people tend to like the ocean movies. They they tend to be well reviewed. I don't know who's directing this, um, but it has the brand name is there, and it's a huge cast. It's like any any one of these actresses can open a movie pretty solid, and here they are all together. Uh, it's a really cool marketing campaign so far. A again. I, Will this be particularly well-reviewed? Is this going to make that much money? I don't know. I'm taking this for the potential, not really knowing with great certainty what's going to happen. Uh, but with no risk, you get no reward, so I'm going to go with Ocean's 8. I like it. Um, you got Gary Ross as the director. Oh, he knows how to make... Who's uh, He's the... Oh, Hunger Games, goodness. yeah. Hunger Games, Seabiscuit, uh, Pleasantville... He's not bad. Yeah. He knows how to make solid, easily digestible, like entertaining films. You know what you're going to get. You get it and you're happy. Yeah. You go home. Yeah. You got Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, four more other women. Four um, other people. Yeah. I, I had it down for $70 million budget, $350 million 
box office and uh, decent reviews. So that was uh, that was the clear next choice, in my view. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. All right, now it gets really tough. All the rest of these, <laughs> I feel that we could shut it down right here. But um, <laughs> Mama Mia, here we go again. I'm taking it. I'm taking Mama Mia too, with my third pick. Hmm. How, I, let me look at box office draft. I don't remember how. It, well, you will be shocked. Please, I can't wait to see your reaction. Mama, but how do you write Mama Mia? Why is this thing not showing? Two up? M's, maybe. Uh, Mama Mia, two. Mama Mia. May it was oh, a fifty-four percent Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit! It made six hundred million dollars. <laughs> it made six hundred million dollars ten years ago. I don't think it's going to do that that well. But even if it makes half of that, and I'm sure the budget won't be high, it should make some money. should make some money. When is this thing coming out? July 20th. So a week before Mission Impossible, and the week before is not a big deal, really. So. I mean, kind of a different demographic as well. So True. I True. feel like, I don't know, this could be the death of me, but picking a rom-com musical with my third pick in the summer drafts. That's what the world has come to. Okay. Hmm. Now it gets even tougher. Do I go big dumb action? Do I go animation? Do I go horror? Do I go comedy? Hmm. Let's see. You know this, what? Animation that. domination continues. <laughs> I'm going Hotel Transylvania 3 with my fourth pick. Yeah, and I had that as one of my maybes, but I'm not familiar with that, really. I don't know. My daughter uh, loves the first two movies. Uh, oh, well, in that case. It's <laughs> <laughs> a smaller budget than uh, a Pixar movie. It will not get good reviews, but it'll make like between four and $500 million, is my guess, on an $80 million budget. So usually animated movies have long legs and... They're pretty safe, although <laughs> not always, trust me. But, yeah, that's my fourth pick of the draft. Mm, so already back to me. Uh, huh. Still a couple of things. Just a couple of things. Uh, do we start going local with pick number four? Is there anything to go local with, for that matter? Yeah. I don't know. Um... What is going on over here? You know what? I my, my my big blockbuster picks have been what have have failed me every summer in the past. <laughs> um, my horror picks never have. Um, yep, yep, I know yep. this franchise doesn't have the best reputation, but they're so freaking cheap to make, and there's a tiny little bit of breathing room. A tiny little bit of breathing room. So I'm going to take the first Purge. That's a good pick. Yep. That's a safe pick because, you know, it, it'll, be, it'll be like 20 to $30 million of pocket change or something. Yeah, exactly. Because $10 million budget, probably make about $100 million with bad reviews. Yeah. You're looking at 20 to $30 million cushion there. 
It's not going to lose money. There's no question. Right. I, I just need my big hitters to actually hit some home runs, which they never seem to do. But we'll see. yeah, yeah, very nice. So this is uh, my last two picks. There yeah. you get your last two picks, and then you'll get a reserve just in case any movies lose their summer date. They get bumped back or or cancels or whatever. We've never had to dip into the reserve, but it doesn't hurt to have them. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, well, I know where I'm going this round. I might need a minute for the fifth, but I'm going to go Sicario. Part two? Yeah. Yep. That's, okay. Uh, I think that's like the movie most of us are like really interested in seeing because the first one was so interesting. Yeah. Is this something that's going to help you win a box office draft? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you'll, be, know. you'll get 12 bucks from me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, you know, it looks pretty good. I saw the trailer in front of Avengers, or one of the movies I saw last weekend. Um, the first movie was great, but it didn't make any money. It made $85 million total. Yeah, on a, on a but, $30 million budget, I mean, Jesus. But it did get a lot of, maybe it got a lot of, uh, you know, red box, you know, like DVD Love, maybe maybe it'll get a bump. I'm really I'm fascinated by the fact that this comes out on June twenty ninth, like smack in the middle yeah. like the week. I what is this movie doing coming out in the middle of the summer? Very, is this, is, this is like such an October September yes. movie. Very weird choice. I don't know what it means. Day and it's of the, the movie Soldado. of that weekend. There's nothing else that weekend. It's not made by Denny Villeneuve, it's made by some guy named Stefano Salima. So, we will see. We will Looks see. Looks good, though. Yeah. It does. I think... Go ahead, Brooks. No, I'm, I'm thinking. All right. I won't rush you. This is a big choice here. You mm. need a good pick here. I think I've made my choice. Yeah. There's no slam dunks left. Speaking of mm. slam dunks, the Boston Celtics are winning by eight in the third quarter against oh, Philadelphia shit. 76ers. That'll date this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you, though. The Capitals, the Capitals lost three to one yeah, of to tie the series up. Oh, man. You know what? I got nothing Mark. against, like, personal against the Penguins, but it's like, holy shit. Can the Capitals not beat them just this one time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the Baltimore Orioles are losing two to nothing in the bottom of the first with no outs. To continue their awesome season. <laughs> All right, I'm they're so go awesome. They're so awesome. Yeah. They have to give some games away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like twenty of them. Uh, go with this because it reminds me of like a. Uh, gonna go with Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, uh, that was like a dark horse pick for me. It's Which like, one is that? It's like a comedy coming out in early August, Crazy Rich Asians. Wow, I didn't even notice that. All right. <laughs> okay. I had it yeah. as like a Probably. late late pick if we had all four of us. All right then. Um I've I've actually made my pick and and I'm also my last pick. Ironically, it's my last pick, and we gotta wait a little while until it comes out. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Meg. Oh I don't man! Think it's gonna cost I was much. gonna take that. 
I, it's, I mean, it's Jason Statham not taking himself very seriously. The film is clearly not taking itself very seriously. It's one of those movies, like, when you get to mid to late August, if you have a movie that's okay, you can make a little bit of money, you know, what come in, What comes out the week before? I mean, Christopher Robin, like, really seriously? Yeah, who gives a uh, shit about that? <laughs> you know, there's nothing, I don't know, maybe it's because it's, it's, we're too... Or too early in the year, like I don't know what the full August lineup is is, but right now, August really is never great. Big after or before that? Yeah. Not to say the Meg is a big film, but maybe it's another thirty, forty million dollars in the pocket. Yep, yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, Jason Statham, stupid shark action movie. It could be the next Jaws. You never know. Like I, I need with with my last two picks. Like I really need Jurassic World and Ant Man to do like bonkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all going to come down to all of our first two picks. I, I think so. All right, my fifth and final pick. This guy. There's a couple things guaranteed when he comes out with the movie, especially lately. It's going to suck, and it's going to make a lot of money. I'm talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh and Skyscraper. <laughs> Which I want to see real freaking badly. I mean... You'll get money from me. <laughs> Casey drafted the same exact movie three years ago when he drafted San Andreas. Yeah. He also just had this same exact movie come out a couple months ago. It was called Rampage. Uh, look at how Every, much money Rampage has made. Are... Rampage oh. has already made like four or five hundred million dollars worldwide. Oh. Um, for he's an international star. They don't make a ton of movie domestically, but The Rock comes out with a movie, everyone across the world is going to see it, and it's going to be terrible. So yeah, the, you, the Rock Tomatoes might hurt you a little bit, but I yeah. can still see you making some money though. This is like in the Transformers movie with the fifth pick. I want this movie to be so fun. I, I saw the trailer, <laughs> and first of all, it's 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 like a diehard remake, but he's he's a cripple. I I, th- I think cripple is not the right word, but yeah. he's handicapped. Right. Yeah. And there's no way I, he's it, making that jump. By the way. No, forget it. <laughs> but he will. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the trailer, and I was like. <laughs> I, I'm there, man. I'm there. I'm, I'm actually. I, I'm considering going to see Rampage just because it's like, what? How do you make a movie like this? Wait, why? I have no idea. But it has The Rock and it has huge animals. Like I don't. Like Bob said, he makes money, but him and like Mark Wahlberg, I don't hold hope for their movies being any good. <laughs> yeah. They make money. Yeah, but. they're kind of similar in that regard. But uh, all right, I'll get to my reserve choice, and it's pretty funny, pretty fitting. It's a comedy, and just in case one of these movies fall out, this movie can tag itself in because it's tag. Ooh, what up now? <laughs> uh, that actually so looks kind of funny. It does. It looks kind of funny. <laughs> Hopefully, it's an eighty-minute movie. Because I could see this uh, concept wearing itself in pretty quick, but it looked. I saw the trailer in front of Blockers when I went and saw that last weekend, and yeah, it looks pretty good. Jake Johnson, Jeremy Renner, 
Ed Helms and Jason something. Momoa? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the guy from... Anyway. <laughs> Comedic actor. Uh, you know him if you saw him. From Vacation, the remake of Vacation, I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Ed Helms? <laughs> Ed Helms is, I don't uh, Tag. That's my reserve. Nice, nice. Mm, man, a reserve. i going to be honest. I really didn't put any thought into the reserve. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I got, actually got to get rid of tag there. Um, okay, like so. Skin tag. Just rip it off. Yeah. Let's see here. Man. Reserve. I'm pretty, like, nothing in this lineup is going to be get bumped off. But since... Uh, the rules dictate a reserve. I will pick. I will pick. I will pick. That's not going to make money. Uh, None of them are. None of nothing. Nothing left is going to make money. Nope. Look, I'll pick. I'll pick a movie that looks fun, but it's coming out at the wrong time of year. It's not going to make money. I'm going to take the Equalizer too. There you go. First what one is that doing out in the summer? Cool. I don't know, but yeah, that's a September movie as well, in my opinion. Mm. Brooks, it's a January movie. Oh, yeah, January. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. One between two, but uh, I want to take eighth grade. What is it? Eighth grade. Okay. I don't eighth even grade. know what that is, man. Yeah. You 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 did better research than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it did pretty well at the festivals. So. Okay, well, you're not going to need it, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, I actually had seven other movies that I didn't want to want to take, but I considered. I had as my look. We had a potential twenty-five uh, deep thing here, so I had uh, Hereditary as an option. Uh-huh. Speaking of horror movies. It's mm. going to get great reviews. It looks terrifying. It's not going to make any money. Uh, I had The Darkest Minds, which is like a cheapo, depot X-Men type movie coming from Fox in August. I have Teen Titans Go, animated yeah, superhero movie. Uncle Drew, the comedy, basketball comedy starring Shaq and a bunch of NBA players. I had The Spy Who Dumped Me, a comedy Coming out, Action Point, a terrible, terrible-looking Johnny Knoxville vehicle, and Life of the Party, another comedy I know nothing about. Oh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. So actually, I saw the trailer in my research. Cough, cough. I uh, checked out the trailer. That actually looks somewhat funny. The Life of the Party. Yeah, I said this was the year of the comedy. So <coughs> y'all need to listen. You okay? <laughs> Joking. You definitely, right. you definitely did that in this draft. Oh fuck you! <laughs> All right, well that is the box office draft for this year. To rerun it down, the picks: Brooks has Solo, A Star Wars Story, Mission Impossible Six, Christopher Robin, Sicario Two, Crazy Rich Asians, and for a reserve, Eighth Grade. Bob Fallon has The Incredibles Part 2, Deadpool Part 2, Mamma Mia Part 2, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania Part 3, 
Rampage or San Andreas Part Two, and Jesus. Skyscraper and Tag <laughs> as the reserve. It's all sequels all the time up in here. And Edgar has Jurassic World Part Two, Ant Man and the Wasp, Ocean's Eight, The First Purge, The Meg, and as a reserve, The Equalizer Part Two. I'll take your apology now if you want. <laughs> Let me write it up. It can take a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we will reconvene uh, in sometime September, October. No, probably end of August when we get ready for the fall box office draft mm. and see where things are at. We could probably, we usually can call it by by that point because nothing comes out in yep. August. So very excited to see how this shakes out. Well, that's, sure. that's looking ahead. Now let's look back. At the year that was 2017 with March Movie Madness. Okay, so yeah, let's look ahead to the 2017 March slash May Movie Madness. This was the last thing we were supposed to do before we uh, were rudely interrupted uh, to coincide with the March Madness basketball tournament as we have done now. This will be the third uh, annual March Movie Madness, where I seeded 64 of the most notable movies from the previous year in a bracket, and we will go through one by one and uh, determine the winner of this year's March Movie Madness. And we're going to do something a little bit different. In the past, it was me and Joel, and we would each pick a winner between the two movies, and if we tied, we would flip a coin to decide the winner. Well... That wasn't chaotic enough for me. That was a little too predictable. <laughs> so I decided to come up with a new system where me, Brooks, and Edgar will each have 50 points to a lot between each matchup and distribute them any which way we see fit. And then I will use a random number generator to determine the winner. I feel like this could give us a... Um, you know, we had a 16 seed beat a one seed this year in March Madness, so I want to leave open that possibility. Yeah, UMBC local team pulled it off. So could <laughs> this Let's... is exactly the same thing, only that it's based on our subjective opinions on the film and <laughs> yes. not the film's actual merits. Exactly, and we had just like in March Madness, you have pools. We last year we did it for the first time, where we had people submit their predictions on the tournament, and the winner got to choose a movie for us to review on a future episode. We actually had a tie for first place last year, and we reviewed Mean Girls and Solaris. Um, that was a lot of fun. So same thing applies here. I think we ha I have to double check. I think we have like 10, uh, 11 predictions are in. I will input them at the end of this and announce a winner, but I'll more than likely just leave that for next week. Uh, when we have more time in the beginning of an episode to really uh, <laughs> do that. Oh, I, I, I will. Uh, I, I will come out and say I, I remember this is like a couple months ago at this point, but I know I did. I did play this. I did put in my bet. I will live live radio. If I end up winning, I am more than happy to give my choice to one of the listeners. I mean, let let somebody else uh, put some input here. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if you win. Maybe we'll do top two. 
you know, we need content. So we'll see. <laughs> Any questions before we go through the 63 matchups? Nah, let's, just, let's do lightning around here. Let's blow this taco stand. <laughs> All right. So the number one overall seed is going uh, is Dunkirk in the East Regional, Far East. Uh, Dunkirk is going up against War Machine, the 16 seed. Um, both, I try to get creative with these first round matchups, as you will see. But uh, so both, what's the uh, what's the rotation we're betting here? Uh, let's go guest first, then Christopher Robin, and then <laughs> me. <laughs> Two war uh, movies. I don't know what War Machine book. is. It's uh, a. I know it's a Marvel character. No, it's not that interesting. It's a terrible war movie that was direct to Netflix, starring Brad Pitt. Me and Brooks both hated it. So one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> Vaguely rings a bell. Although I did see Dunkirk on IMAX and was quite impressed. I even bought the iTunes copy when it was cheap. So. Uh, I suppose I'll be giving all of my 50 points to Dunkirk. Is that how this yeah. works? Yes, that yeah, is yeah. how this works. Okay, slam dunk. This is LeBron James sticking <laughs> it to the Toronto Raptors. 59. Triple double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brooks? Yeah, 50. 50, 50 for me. It's 150 to nothing. No need to spin that wheel. Dunkirk advances to the round of 32. Next up, we have an 8 seed versus a 9 seed. Icarus, the documentary uh, featuring Russian doping and bicycling, is going up against Free Fire, the Brie Larson-led thriller. They both have fire-themed titles, so they are facing off in the first round. Break it down. Well... Icarus is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Interesting, interesting. Edgar, have you seen <laughs> <laughs> have you seen either of these movies? I recall seeing Free Fire, although I don't remember much of what happens in it. Not a good sign. Uh, I have not seen Icarus, but I seem to remember you guys talking about it and being extraordinarily high on it. Yeah, it's a very good documentary. Uh, very interesting subject matter. Uh, has anybody in the history of this thing ever given more points to a movie they haven't seen? First time we're well, doing uh, this method. I, I will be doing it shortly, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm going to join the... Cl I, I, I don't know what to do. What the hell do you do when you haven't seen one of these movies? Hey, man. I, Up well, to the beauty is in the know, eye of the beholder. Yeah. The my... Guy. My... My my, like every review starts with uh, oh Brooks, you know what were your expectations? How excited were you? Uh, my expectations are so sky high for Icarus, and I vaguely remember what Free Fire is. So I will say thirty to twenty for Icarus. Okay, okay. Like I said, it's Icarus is uh, I mean, it Russia is literally banned from the Olympics, basically from this documentary. So. Uh, you know, 50, 50 for Icarus. 50 that's a, for Icarus. It's a hell of an effective documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked both of these movies. I definitely liked Icarus more and appreciated it more. But I thought Free Fire was a fun little movie, even if it had its problems. I will also go 30 
220 in favor of Icarus. That leads us with 110 points for Icarus, 40 points for Free Fire. Do you all trust me? I'm just pushing a no, button on my phone to happened. randomize a number between 1 and 150. 52 is the number Icarus advances to the second round. Right. Interesting. That's exciting. Our first tall stuff. Okay. Now we have a four seed, no, five seed, killing the killing of a sacred deer against the 12 seed th- uh, Death Note. Uh, Brooks the hell is Death Note? Is another direct to Netflix Whoa. movie made Whoa. for Netflix. Brooks loved it. I loved The Killing of a Sacred Deer. It was one of my favorite movies of 2017. I think it's a tough tough call here as a 5 seed. It's a tough spot. There are usually a lot of 12 over 5 upsets in the March Madness tournament. Edgar, any thoughts? Uh, I remember sitting in the theater watching The Killing of a Sacred Deer, being rather dumbfounded. I really didn't understand, almost on an emotional level, what the hell I was watching. Or what I was feeling, what I was feeling, really. Uh, But it made me feel something, even if that was extraordinarily discomforting. But sometimes that's a good thing. Um, I haven't the slightest clue what Death Note is. So (laughs) I'm going to say 40 to 10 for Killing of a Sacred Deer. Nice, nice. And like Bob said, I love Death Note. He was not very keen on it. Um, I thought William Defoe was great in it. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to pull the weight here for Death Note, so I'm going to go 50 Death Note. Uh, okay, well, when it, when, between Killing and Death, I had The Killing of a Sacred Deer ranked as my number three movie of 2017, and I had Death Note ranked... <laughs> my 101st uh, ranked movie of 2017 out of 112 movies. Just what behind the... uh, Justice League. Uh, let me check what it's just behind. Well, this is coming from the guy that... What was the William Defoe movie? It's a fucking hotel. One of the best movies of the year. Uh, the worst movie The Florida of the year. Project. Uh, I had Death Note. Project. Death Note was just behind The Fate of the Furious. So there's that. <laughs> oh. I'm going 50 to 0 for Killing of a Sacred Deer. So, I'm going to be so sad. 90 points. First 90 are for Killing. The last 60 are for Death Note. Pretty close. And it's 83. Whew. Okay. Sacred Deer squeaks by in overtime into the second round. This episode's R-rated, man. The language. <laughs> My goodness. What did I say? <laughs> Well, I drop F-bombs all the time. Oh, yeah, you are a sailor mouth. Okay. Next up, we have the four seed, three billboards in Missouri. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Ebbing. Ebbing, Missouri, yeah. I only wrote three billboards on the sheet. Uh, This was a Best Picture-nominated film. Uh, Won a lot of awards at the Oscars. People loved it. I was... Not as hot on it, but it is going up against the 13th seed. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. A Sundance movie that went direct to Netflix and a movie I did enjoy quite a bit. I'm looking for my rankings. Uh, what's, what's the space one uh, best supporting actor, right? Yes. Um, 
Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. I He's have I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore as my 32nd best movie of 2017 and three billboards at number 66. Whew. So, Edgar, any thoughts? Wow. Uh, any thoughts, Edgar? I, I haven't seen I Don't Feel Home in the World or whatever the meme. I don't know what this is, so I don't know. I have no comments on that film. It's, uh, um, it's from the guy that made Green Room and Blue Ruin. Oh, really? Oh, wait. That's completely wrong. It is <laughs> directed by the actor Macon Blair, who was the main character in Blue Ruin and was in Green Room. But it reminds okay. me reminds me of that guy's work. Cool. Uh, I did see Three Billboards. Funnily enough, uh, the further I am, the further removed I am from Three Billboards, pardon me, the less I'm remembering of it, even though I remember enjoying it at the time. Um, I guess, yeah, it hasn't left much of an impact on me, although it was so popular when it came out. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling too hot on this matchup. I'll say 30 to 20 for Three Billboards. Nice, nice. Um, me and Bob both had similar opinions uh, on three billboards. Uh, it was a little messy plot-wise. Yeah. But like you said, further removed from it, um, I don't. I wouldn't say it looked impact on me, but I thought Woody Harrelson was great in it and Sam Rockwell. Um, I'm going to go 40 for three billboards and 10. For, okay. Like. Um, I'm not going to be as kind of three billboards, so you – Let's see. I think I'll go 40 to 10 in favor of I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore. I shake these up a bit. Yeah, so that's almost 50-50. We got 80 points for three billboards. And let me do math. Uh, 70 points for uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore. This is tight. I'm sweating here. Ah, the favorite wins. 57 is the number. Three billboards. Skates by to the next round. It's all chalk so far here. All the favorites are winning. I want chaos. Maybe we'll get it when the three seed, Thor Ragnarok, goes up against the 14 seed, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Another Dwayne Johnson film. What is yeah. the running theme in this? Um, the stupid movies. Yeah, blockbusters. <laughs> blockbusters. You know, they, you can't all connect them all. <laughs> oh, just for the record, uh, three billboards and I don't feel him. They are both extremely long titles, and that's why they were up against each other. Oh wait, I know what the link is here. Karen Gillan. Oh yeah, of course. She is a. She plays a Marvel Cinematic Universe character, and she's in Jumanji. Yep, and she's. Looks completely different in each movie because she's not in blue makeup for Jumanji, but she's uh, first and foremost. She's a peach. At the risk of uh, yeah, <laughs> have you ever seen her in an interview? I mean, she's absolutely stunning, and my god, that accent. Yes, <laughs> yes, she's very nice. Very nice. Oh god, <laughs> um, and she's in Jumanji, which is a problem for Thor. Oh, I haven't seen Jumanji, but it's got her, and it has The Rock. Well, I'm a big fan of. But again, you know, I can't, I, like, I can't make the movie. I haven't even seen. When, although I think I did that with Icarus. So yes, what you do could. I know? You can, and you have. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I did see Thor, and I did enjoy it, even though I didn't love it. It did make me chuckle a couple times. Uh, it was very delightful, delightful seeing Jeff Goldblum in in that role. And Thor is actually cool now. Uh, so I'll say thirty to twenty for Thor. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I hate The Rock. Movie wise, wrestler. What? Wrestler. Um, however, I love Jack Black. Um, what an upset. What? <laughs> Just said you love Jack Black and you hate The Rock. But they're both know. in Jumanji. I just thought you were going to shit on Jumanji. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm pulling. I'm, I'm trying to make myself pull for Jumanji here. But based on trailers, because I've not seen either of these movies. <laughs> we're riding around 4010. Okay, uh, I'm going 50-0 for Thor Ragnarok. I actually enjoyed Jumanji for what it was. It was a fun movie, not as bad as I thought, but I, you know, I loved Thor Ragnarok. It was my number eight movie of 2017. So, and your second favorite uh, MCU film, which is madness, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm mad. And Thor Ragnarok skates by 71 was the number. It had the first 120 locked up. So the favorites continue to wipe the floor. Let's see. Let's well, move on to the sixth seed. Chalky, maybe I'll chalky with the Kentucky Derby this week. Yeah, you have to. You have to follow follow the money. <laughs> and the favorite in the next matchup is the sixth seed, War for the Planet of the Apes, going up against Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. Right, shit. Tale I keep forgetting I'm supposed to go first. Um, it was War for the Planet of the Apes was one of my favorite films last year. Uh, I I love the franchise, both iterations of it, uh, the, this current version and and the old '60s and '70s version. But you know, I think as far as story goes, I think it might be like the best Planet of the Apes film. Um, I've <laughs> The running theme, I haven't seen one of these two movies. I have not seen Beauty and the Beast. Um, looks okay, I suppose. Yeah, it was, um, it was okay. But I have such little... This is not out of disrespect for the film, but I have such little interest in, in it, and I liked Planet of the Apes so much, I'm going to go... I'm going to drop a 50-burger on it. Wow. Yeah. I just don't care for Beauty of the Beast. I, I love the cartoon. Yeah. I love the the, the fir- first version. I just I don't care about this version. Um, and I agree with you. Um, I mean, Planet of the Apes was standing there perfect, and like uh, it just looked so good. I have not seen Beauty and the Beast either, but um, from the trailers and stuff I saw, it didn't look bad. Uh, was it Emma Watson? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the next James Bond, I think, is playing uh, the Beast. Yeah, Dan Stevens. Not really. It's not official. It. <laughs> yeah, what are you uh, doing, yeah, I'm gonna everybody? Shake things up a bit here. I'm going to go forty ten. Ooh, I'm dangerously. I'm also going to go forty ten because Beauty and the Beast was perfectly <laughs> serviceable Disney uh, uh, movie. I don't know. Um, I had it at 46 for the year. It was like a 7, 7.5 out of 10. War for the Planet of the Apes, really good movie. Number 24 on the year for me. 
but I, I can't give it a 50 burger like Edgar, so I did 40-10 like Brooks, and that equals 130 points, and 126 is the number, so apes, skating by, skating by to the next round. All right, next up we have my favorite movie of the year, Blade Runner 2049, a shockingly underseated at seven, going up against Brawl and Cell Block 99, get it, Uh, the 10 seed. They both end in the number nine. Is the yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. Very, uh, and they both start with B. Yes. Um, yes. There you go. I'm just saying I'm I got fifty here. Fifty zero. Mm, mm. Uh look, I love brawls. Uh I love the number uh ninety nine my favorite show is Brooklyn nine nine. There you go. So you know I'm I'm so tempted to pick Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine. But uh, but I'm not crazy. Um, I think Blade Runner 2049 is is a great film. I think it's a great sequel. Uh, it looks fantastic. Um, uh, I know Brawl has gotten good reviews. Like it was like shockingly well reviewed. Apparently, it's very good. So I guess uh, yeah, I, I, I'll give it a, some props. I'll go like forty ten for Blade Runner because apparently Brawl and Cell Block 99 is actually really good. But so is Blade Runner, and I've actually seen it. So I'll give it forty ten. Yeah, I think yeah, Blade Runner is what we were supposed to do the next episode. We'll yeah. take a little hiatus. Yeah, maybe we'll do it on the next one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm just going to piss Bob off a little bit here. I'm going to do 25, 25. You motherfucker. <laughs> um, I, I liked Brawl, Brawl in Cell Block 99 a lot. It was my number 18 favorite movie of 2017, just behind Lady Bird. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, Blade Runner is amazing. So let me do some math. 115. Come on low. Give me low. 80. Woo. Okay. Blade Runner advances to the second round. Oh, if Blade Runner had gotten knocked out of the first round, I'm logging off of Skype right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, Brooks, you son of a bitch. Chancing that. All right. Next up, we have... <laughs> The two seed Logan against the fifteen seed Life. Uh, I'm not even going to give Life any life. I'm going fifty zero yep. Logan here. I'm going fifty burger too. I don't know what Life is. Uh, <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like Logan quite a bit. Uh, I only saw it the one time, and maybe it's due for a rewatch. But I remember liking it quite a bit. So. I have no idea what life is, so I, I, what is this going to be, 150 to 0? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, I just got what I said there. Okay, moving on to the West region, the one seed. I might have overseeded this, but the Meyerowitz stories is the I one. I overseeded it at all. Yeah, but it's pro- uh, yeah. Anyway, going up against Bright, the Will Smith Netflix vehicle, I'll say fifty zero. For what? My Hurt stories. I would. Yeah. I know what that is, and I haven't seen. Uh, this is where uh, this is where March Movie Madness gets so much fun. <laughs> I haven't seen either. Yeah, um, both Netflix movies. Uh, My Hurt stories is Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, directed by Noah Baumbach. Okay, so a director that's okay. Two actors I hate, but one that I great. do. And what's Bright? 
right, is David Ayer. Uh, Will Smith plays a cop who is teamed up with orc, an orc, and an elf tries to steal a mystical. Yeah. Um. I. 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 I what? <laughs> what happened? What happens with a when you can do a split, right? You can. I don't know. I. I. I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit. Twenty five. Twenty five. I haven't <laughs> seen them. I'm not gonna see them. I hate Adam Sandler. Uh, and I vaguely remember Bright after your description, and it looks retarded. Twenty five. Twenty five. Brooks. Fifty Berg. Fifty Berg for sure. Uh, I would recommend checking out the Myrwood stories. Adam Sandler actually. Not gives like a it. great like performance. A Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, it's like punch drunk love level of a performance. Okay. Right. And uh, it was my number six movie of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. While Bright was number 97. So, oh, not as terrible as... Uh, <laughs> not as bad as Death Note, but uh, okay. pretty bad. Um, all right, so 125 points and under. We'll take it for My Word Stories. 98. So, the favorites keep on moving on. Next up is an eight versus nine. So this this should be a toss up. Ingrid goes west. The comedy starring the girl from uh, Parks and Rec. What is her name? Anyway, uh, is going up against Wind River, a movie that a lot of people liked. Edgar, your thoughts? Have you seen either of these movies? Nope. Uh, I know one of them has Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. Uh, The other one vaguely rings a bell. Um, You know, do I want to go west or do I want to go where the the wind takes me? Uh, Look, I'm a free spirit. I go where the wind takes me. I'm going to say 30 to 20 for Wind River. Okay. Nice title. And I like – I do like – Elizabeth Olsen and uh, what's her face? Uh, Jeremy, Renner. Jeremy Renner. I like them so. Yeah. No. Okay. I yeah, I was I was a fan of Wind River. It's on Netflix now. Oh, is, oh, it? is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I heard good. it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's get pretty a fifty. A fifty? Yep. I've never seen Ingrid. Uh, you guys should do yourself a favor and check it out. I had went. I liked Wind River. It was okay. Uh, 62nd best movie of the year. Ingrid Goes West was my number 15. Ooh. It was in my top 10 for a while. Just to balance things out, I gotta go 50 for Ingrid, even though I probably would have done something a little bit closer. 50 for Ingrid Goes West. You did 50 for that. And so 80 points is Wind River. And anything over that is Ingrid. And it's 63, the first upset of the tournament, one of my favorite movies. Because out to Wind River, advances to the second round. Look, it's not, it, it was never a fair fight to begin with. I mean, what's Ingrid <laughs> going to do against two forces of nature, the it's wind true. and a river? It's like, she's a goner. Yeah, it's a comedy. She's like, oh, Elizabeth Olsen is also in Ingrid Goes West. That's probably why I put those up against each other. Um, she plays right now an Instagram, Instagram star who... Aubrey Plaza goes, she's mentally unstable, and she becomes obsessed with her, tries to become friends with her. Very funny, very poignant. Doesn't matter, it's out. Moving on, <laughs> we have the Battle of the States. We have the five-seed five Florida Project against the 12-seed. Detroit is not a state. I'm an idiot. But uh, 
Florida Project versus Detroit. Well, Florida Project's the worst movie I've <laughs> <laughs> been through in a long, long time. Uh, you want to talk about show. method? Florida Project is just... Uh, beautiful mess. Uh, beautiful mess. It's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> wow. You're really passionate about this. I love it. I, I did not. Tell like us it. how you really feel, Brooks. <laughs> it's one of the best movies <laughs> to come around in a long time. It's my number four movie of the year. It's expert filmmaking at its finest. One of the great directors of the future has arrived in Sean Baker. Sean Baker? He made Tangerine. Oh, yeah. I like that Tangerine. I like that. You would love this. Uh, A big waste of time. (laughs) I'm going 50 for Florida. I'm going 50 for Detroit. (laughs) You got to be kidding me, guys. Now, unfortunately, I haven't seen The Florida Project, but I do know it stars Willem Dafoe, and now that I know that it's directed by Sean Baker... Lars will be putting it very nicely. He, he's in about it for five minutes. Who is? Oh. William Dafoe. No way. He deserved the Oscar. He's right, best. seven minutes. He's seven in minutes. it for like a <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> I did see Detroit, though. I thought it was pretty solid. I don't remember it okay. loving it. It, it, was, it was good. Uh, but it's, you know... I'll give a little bit of respect to Fuller Fraud Project, but I, I just I just haven't seen it. But I did like Detroit, so I'll say forty to ten for Detroit. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Detroit was the last movie of these sixty-four movies that I saw, and it was okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But uh, all right, enough delaying the inevitable. The first ninety points are for Detroit. And 109, Mother. Florida Project advances. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be... I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> I swear I'm not. I'll screen grab it. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be an uphill battle for one of my favorite movies, this whole riot here. Okay, moving on. Four seed, The Big Sick, is going up against 13 seed, Raw. I liked both of these movies. Um, the Big Sick was a, a great comedy. One of the only good comedies last year. Had it number 19. Raw was a pretty fucked up horror movie that's on Netflix uh, about cannibalism. I have it ranked 45. Um, I'll go 35 points for Big Sick, 15 for Raw. I've never seen or heard of Raw. I was a big fan of the Big Sick. Uh, main character and writer escapes me. Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, yeah, but I thought Ray Ray Romande was really good in it. Um, I'm gonna go forty ten. Okay. Uh, much like Brooks, this is the first I hear of Raw. <laughs> um, but the Big Sick. I mean, it's just you know, it's such a good. Uh, such a good feel-good story. It's such a you know such a great character. P. I haven't seen it, but you know it 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 just is such a great feel-good <laughs> story that I'm gonna go thirty to twenty for Big Sick. Nice. <laughs> I like what you did there. Uh, so seventy-five. I am math. I suck at math. Uh, One or five for the Big Sick. Eighty-nine. Yeah. It is the Big Sick advances. One of the the true classics of 2017. 
All right, let's move on to a three seed, one of the big hitters in this tournament. Get Out is going up against fellow horror movie and direct to Netflix. So Edgar probably hasn't seen it. The Babysitter. Nope. Neither <laughs> have I. I'm going 50-0 for Get Out. He also. Well, I, I did see Get Out. It's a pretty good movie. I thought it was really funny too. Yeah. Uh, especially like the uncomfortable moments. They're 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 funny, but they're uncomfortable. I thought, uh, what's his face, Jordan Peele, yep, uh, yep. Had, like really did a good job with that. So I'm going to look at the babysitter and say, Get Out uh, <laughs> of here. Get out of here. I will say, uh, yeah, whatever the hell, fifty fifty this year. All right. And I enjoyed the babysitter for what it was. But it's time to go home and get out, like you said. Okay, next up, it's a battle of the games. We have Molly's game going up against Gerald's game. One is a poker drama, uh, kind of a thriller starring Jessica Chastain, Michael Sarah. The other one is another Netflix movie, Stephen King adaptation, about a husband and wife who go off to a secluded home vacation home they try to get kinky he handcuffs her to the bed and promptly dies of a heart attack and she has to try <laughs> to get out of the situation that's a pretty good setup actually it's pretty yeah. good it's i'm pretty, gonna go pretty good movie for gerald's because the villain or whatever he is so scary looking oh you've seen it oh i've seen the memes or the pictures <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> All right. The guy, in the, <laughs> the guy in the courtroom, you know, in the jumpsuit. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> All right, Edgar. Uh, I, I saw him always game. Pretty fun movie. I, I'm a bit. I love Jessica Chastain. Love I, Jessica I, Chastain. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Idris Elba has a nice little role in it too, although he's not asked to do that much. But yeah. he's pretty solid in it. Uh, I'll say 40 to 10 from all this game. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, although I have heard of Gerald's game. And apparently it's actually quite good. It is. Uh, which will be quite something, because Stephen King adaptations have a very notorious reputation that would be two in the same year, along with It, that were well adapted. Yeah. So I will put a little bit of faith in Gerald's game and give it some points, but I'll say 40 to 10 for Maui's game. And to counteract Brooks's insanity, I'll go 50-0 for Maui's game, even though I did enjoy Gerald. Okay, so 90 and under... 94, Gerald's game with the first yeah. real upset of this Damn. thing. Wow, Stephen King, man. He's hell of a year. Even had that 1922 movie on Netflix last year. All right, moving on. It's a battle of the summer blockbusters. Spider-Man Homecoming against Kong Skull oh, Island. Oh, that's a who the hell came up with? Did you come up with this matchup? I did, I did. Right. Tough seating, uh, tough sledding for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Although, yeah, I thought the I thought the effects in Cog Island were great. But, yeah, uh, me too. I think I've talked about it before. The Ferris scene in Spider-Man: Homecoming is incredible, in my opinion. Um, Want to go forty ten for Spider-Man? <sighs> uh, I, I both are really good. Um, man, I remember really loving Kong Scott. Kong, what's it called? Skull <laughs> Kong, Skull Island, Kong Island, Island Skull uh, Kong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but I only saw it the one time. Um, then again, I've only seen Spider-Man once too. So I'm going to tip the balance a little bit and say 3020 Kong Skull Island. I, it's, wow. it's just because I just remember enjoying that a little bit more theatrically than Spider-Man, but I still got to give Spider-Man some points here. So I'll go 3020 Kong Skull Island. Okay. Um, I liked both movies enough, but Spider-Man Homecoming was like awesome. My favorite character got a great adaptation. It's my ninth favorite movie of last year. I'll go 45 for Spider-Man, 5 for Kong Skull Island, which leaves us with 85, 115 in favor of Spider-Man, and 17 is the number, Spider-Man advances. Sorry, Kong. Maybe you'll have better luck against Godzilla next year. Ooh, I'm dreaming. (laughs) Battle of the Four-Letter Words coming up here. Two-seed Coco, the Pixar animated movie, is going up against Okja, the direct-to-Netflix Bong Joon-ho movie. Which I really have to see. It's great. Yes, it is fantastic. Coco is... No slouch itself. I actually have Coco ranked higher than Okja, which in retrospect, I don't know if I agree with myself. Uh, <laughs> I'll go 30 to 20 in favor of Okja. I'm going to go 50 for Okja. All right. I've never seen uh, either, so... Picking a horse and going with it. I like it. Conviction. Uh, I I haven't seen either. Also, uh, although I, I love, I'm gonna give thirty points to Bong Joon Ho. I can't give more because I haven't seen the movie, but I, I like him a lot. But I also tend to trust Pixar, so still give them twenty points. But I'm gonna go with with Bong Joon Ho. Just thirty to twenty. All right. This could be the biggest upset in the history. Of the tournament, 110 points in favor of Okja. 61, Okja pulls off the upset. 15 seed into the second round. It happened. It happened. It happened. (laughs) Anyway, moving on to the Midwest region. I'm making up these regions, but... uh, well, last... I'm sure you just had a delightful time making this matchup up. <laughs> the Last Jedi goes up against another big budget blockbuster, Justice League. Uh, do we really need to talk about this? Yeah, 50, 50 for Star Wars. 50 banger for me as well. I don't know, man. I'm a big Batman fan. I'm a real big Batman <laughs> fan. No, come on, man. How do you screw that up? You had all of them in the same movie. We just seen it in Infinity War. It's not that hard. I know you can do it. You can pull again. It's it's such a it's so head. It's like face palming. Like how can Marvel? I have nothing against Marvel. What they do when you do a good job, you do a good job. But it's like how can they just keep on stuffing it to DC's face? Is beyond me. Um, but come on, man. Last Jedi is great. I know haters hate gonna hate, but like you're you're wrong if you're hating the last jedi agree so i'm it's it's uh i'm sorry batman i'm sorry bruce but i can't give you a single point i'm gonna have to give all 50 to star wars and star wars advances sorry yeah unbelievable batman superman wonder woman 
all going home. One they couldn't muster a point. Yeah, couldn't even score one basket with all that talent. It's unbelievable. Next up is a really... Man, I guess because there were so many good superhero movies, it was I couldn't give them all high seeds, but an 8-seed Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 against 9-seed Alien Covenant. Mm. Edgar... Give me your thoughts. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I mean, you guys know that I'm I'm a big fan of, of the Alien franchise, warts and all. I'll I'll take it all, uh, and I and I like Covenant. It's 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 a fine film. It's a little uneven. Uh, I think it kind of wants its cake and to eat it too, which mm-hmm. I think ends up hurting it. Um, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm absolutely head over heels in love with. I think it is as good as the first one. Uh, so although I'm an alien guy rather than a Marvel guy, I'm going to go with the Marvel movie Hey-o. and say 30 to 20 for Guardians. Nice, nice. Um, I have not seen this new alien, uh, but I have not seen the second Guardian <laughs> either. But based off the soundtrack of the first Guardians alone, there's only 50 piece for Guardians. <laughs> Just go by the original in each franchise. <laughs> the yeah. 19- I like that. I, you got to find something. So he went with the soundtrack of the first movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 50 points for the soundtrack in the first movie. I like it. Oh, it's worth it. I'm going 40-10 in favor of Guardians. I did enjoy Alien Covenant. It was uh, a bit different than I was expecting, but uh, great performance by Michael Fassbender. Deserves mention. And he's yeah. not, not dead out of the water yet. It has 30 points. To win here. Uh, so 120 for Guardians. Wow. 127. Alien Covenant advances to what? the second round. What? <laughs> what? What an upset. What an upset. Wow. I swear to God, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> you had to give it 10, 20 points. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's. We'll see what happens. Next up. We have <laughs> the disaster artist against the disaster of a movie. Oh fate, my god! The fate of the furious. I'll go here. Uh, I thought the I thought the Franker brothers were great. Uh, I'll give all my fifty to disaster artist. Now I, I know the uh, Fallon to communicate show. And its predecessor uh, really doesn't care for the Fast and Furious Not a uh, big films. fan. Not a big fan. <laughs> I don't have any of the hosts of this show ever liked any of the Fast and Furious movies. Anybody? <laughs> I it feels like the whole, the whole founding camp has been on <laughs> yeah. this show. I appreciate, I, the re- I appreciate the ridiculousness I mean, I, I like, like, of six. I like action movies, but they were the worst of the worst. I'll take a fucking. I'll take Rampage or Skyscraper ever. <laughs> fast and Furious. Maybe. Furious Crack. Six. I appreciate Furious Six. Other than that, I'm out. Too fast. Too furious. <laughs> um, look, this. They are the definition of guilty pleasures. I. I don't actually hate them, although I don't think they're particularly good. Um, I have not seen the disaster art. So this puts me in a bit of an awkward position where I'm I'm gonna give more points to the film I don't love just because I can't really I would say thirty to twenty for Fate of the Furious. All right, have I haven't you, seen Disaster Artist. I have you seen, seen The Room? 
No. Mm. Mm. All right. I'm going 50 on Disaster. The <laughs> Disaster Artist, that is. So that's 120. There is a chance for the Furious. Brooks will be furious if the fate happens to be... And my, and my fate will be sealed. <laughs> 130. Fate of the Furious has won. Fucking oh, <laughs> this is, you know, there's always one bracket that has... Lucky my phone is still operating. I'm about to throw it out the fucking okay. window. <laughs> I, I will accept no blame. This is what happens when you invite somebody on the show it's true. who hasn't seen some of these movies. It's true. It is true. All right, this is the bracket with a lot of upsets, apparently. So let's move on to the next matchup. The four seed, Logan Lucky is going up against Cinderella Story, The Beguiled. Uh, two two movies that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, Logan Lucky, Steven Soderbergh, one of my favorite directors. Uh, just He's so good at making these fun little heist movies. And, and uh, But The Beguiled as well, Sofia Coppola. Uh, very moody, uh, well-acted story. The crazy twist. Does anybody have opinions on either of these movies? Uh, run it back for me. Logan Lucky <laughs> and The Beguiled. Yeah, I thought Logan Lucky was not bad at all. <laughs> Incredible insight from Brooks. Well, I mean, Dan <laughs> Tatum and uh, fucking James Bond. Yep, yep. We got the Bond head here, too. To, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to go with that film. Although I did, I did like it quite a bit. It was quite it was a, it was a nice lark. It was a romp. Yes, I think the Beguiled is maybe a little bit more challenging. Yeah, uh, wonderful cast. I absolutely love the cast of the Beguiled. Beautiful to look at. Um, I'm going to say thirty to twenty for the Beguiled. All right, Brooks. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go fifty bucks for Lucky. And I'm going to go 30-20 for Logan Lucky. So that's 80 points for Logan. Let's see how lucky he is. 128, The Beguiled. Well there. It's all upsets all the time here in the Midwest. They just don't get out to some of these movies out there. (laughs) You know, Uh, it's tough. But next up, we have the matchups of all matchups. It's it versus split. Oh god, I thought I couldn't see the L. Oh, I thought it was shit. spit. Man, that's a really <laughs> good matchup. That's a really really good matchup. Yes, it's the battle of the ITs. Um, you know, one of the biggest horror movies financially, I believe, of all time. It was really? very well received. I mean, I'm making it up, but it sounds pretty good to me. Well. I was going to say, how did uh, Quiet Place do? That did pretty well, but I can talk about it, Brooks. Both hard movies. I thought thought, uh, John Krasinski's uh, Quiet Place, I thought it it broke some record or something. It was doing really well anyway. It's very well received. Yeah. Get Out might have done better. It It made $700 worldwide. Which is crazy. That is crazy. Uh, Get Out made $255 million worldwide. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with my claim. Big margin, yeah. Big margin there. But I think it had a more powerful uh, 
uh, exposure and maybe marketing push behind yeah. it. Oh, it's, got, it's, it's a remake, but it's a, it's a well-known remake. Yeah, and it's more... It's more of, um, I don't know, like uh, mainstream style. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. And it's also like, they, like, uh, uh, the kid from Stranger Things, he was in it. They were, they, it was a really good timing for them. It was. It was. But you but liked anyhow, Split as uh, well. I, I, had, I really, really liked Split with, uh, what's his name? James, uh, McAvoy? McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Professor I he X. Did an incredible job there. This is one of the best matchups I think so far. It's pretty good. Of course, I'm a horror buff, but uh, I'm going to have to go 30 20 for split. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going 30 20 for it. So. Ooh. Uh, I haven't seen split. Uh, I've heard good things about. About it, which is surprising given that director's recent track record. M. Night. Um, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. I thought Ooh. it was lit. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say 40 to 10 for it. All right. So we got 90 in favor of it. Spinning the wheel. 51. We It, it advances. It has arrived. Okay. Next up... <laughs> Is a figure skater. It ain't, it ain't shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Skating in to see what the judges have said. I, Tanya, goes up against Tom Cruise and American Maid. Yeah, I, I, I really do want to see this I, Tanya. I, I'm actually ashamed I haven't seen it yet. Um, Shame. Uh, seems very good. Uh, yeah, Mar- Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yeah. Uh, yes, but uh, I saw American Made. I think we reviewed it, uh, and it's it's like a blow wannabe. And Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise does a good job, but like I said, it's it doesn't it's not Johnny Depp and blow. No, so, he do, he's um, better. It's better, so he doesn't blow. It's pretty good. Fuck you. Well, he dies. Spoiler, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anyone that's still listening deserves. I'm going to split it 25-25. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Itonia either, so shame on me as well. Uh, although, man, I love Margot Robbie and uh, what's her face, Allison Jenny. Allison Jenny. Um, really great. Oscar. Uh, American Made is kind of funny. We were talking about Mission Impossible Fallout uh, during our box office draft section. This because like. This is kind of like a Mission Impossible if, like, Ethan Hunt was a loser. But he was yeah. still, like, clever enough to get out of – to put himself into retarded situations and find ways to get out of them. Um, so I'll say um, it was enjoyable. It was all right. Uh, I'll say 30 to 20 for American Made because I'm all about America. All right. I'm going 40 40- – 10 in favor of I, Tanya. Uh, I guess I'm the only one that isn't ashamed because I did see the movie and I enjoyed it quite a bit. American Made was fun, um, but it was forgettable. I It was in one eye out the other. Uh, immediately just forgot about mm-hmm. it as soon as I saw it. So what is that? Math, 20, 25, 45, 85 for I, Tanya. 150. It does not matter 
American made made it to the next really? round. Wow. One of the the highest spins you can possibly have out of one fifty is one fifty. That's just how lucky Tom Cruise is. You <laughs> yeah. can't defeat him. He's probably going to win this thing. He, yeah, he looks like he's 30 years old. Let's move on to Wonder Woman against Wonder. It's a wonderful time in the March movie madness bracket. A wonderful world. <laughs> uh, saw both movies. Um, Wonder is a heartfelt movie about a kid with a deformity who tries to fit in and how his family deals with the whole situation much better than I expected going in. But Wonder Woman was one of the best comic book movies of the year in a very strong year for comic book movies. So, tough call for me. I really, really liked Wonder Woman. I hated it the first, um, I don't know, what was it, 10 minutes? When they were in uh, whatever... Themyscira? Yeah. I did not I, like that. Uh, I love that part. Sean Penn's wife, what's her name? Uh, Ex-wife. Ex-wife. Um, Jenny. Yeah. Jenny. Uh, Robin Wright. Robin Wright, yes. I hated that part of the movie. But once it got past that, I, I loved it. Um, so, I'm just going to give my whole pit the old wonder. Okay. Wonder, yeah, which, I mean, be careful there. <laughs> Edgar. Uh, I haven't seen Wonder. Uh, I did see Wonder Woman. Enjoyed it quite a bit. It's, I mean, it's the DC film's only claim to fame, really. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 50-0. I thought Wonder Woman deserved it. Not perfect, but it's, it's. I do feel like championing it just because it's the one DC film that made it. Yes. And I'll pile on just to speed things up and put 50 points on Wonder Woman as we move on to the two-seed Mother against 15-seed Baby Driver. Who's going to win, Mother or Baby? This is a weird one. (laughs) This is a weird one. I thought Baby Driver was an overrated movie. It was fun. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but I just did not love it as much as a lot of people did. Meanwhile, Mother was pretty close to my top ten for the year, number 11 to be exact. Uh, definitely an odd movie. Uh, not for the faint of heart, but I'm going to go 40-10 in favor of Mother. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about Mother. Dave Hayden. What have you? Uh, I guess it's uh, whatever your taste is. Um, um, I've only seen Baby Driver here, so I'm going to go 40 times. Alrighty. Uh, I've seen both. It feels like it's been an eternity since it's been <laughs> a natural price. I've seen both movies. I, I'm i with you, Bob, that I think Baby Driver is overrated, but I don't even think it's all that good. Mm. I just didn't like it very much. Uh, that's not to say that I love Mother, <laughs> but... Uh, it's certainly interesting. It had my attention throughout its running length. And frankly, I, I, I love this matchup. I, I love it because I don't like Baby Driver. And I'm curious to see how far Mother can go. So I'm going to say 40 to 10 for Mother. All right. Uh, Brooks, I forgot your ratio. Uh, 40 to 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So 90 
points for Mother. 60 is it. Mother advances to the second round. We will see what happens. Now we're finally into the final regional, the South. The South. And number one in the South region is the Best Picture winner of 2017, The Shape of Water. Brooks's favorite movie of the year, if I do recall. One of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Wow. Against Ghost in a Shell. Now, Joel was really excited for Ghost in a Shell because it's an anime. anime. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I heard Scarlet, it was Scarlett Johansson, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not good. Yeah. I, I'm going to do my own 50 year old shape. I was excited for Ghost in the Shell. It has ScarJo in really tight clothing, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I like Shape of Water. There are a couple of things that held it back for me, but shape I'll go Scar-Jo. 40 to 10. Yeah, uh, I'll go with uh, Shape of Water, 40 to 10. All right, I'll go 50 for Shape of Water. So you gave Ghost in the Shell a sliver of hope. Oh, God. What have I done? 12. Okay. Shape of Water advances. It will face the winner of Stronger and Colossal. That was the movie I was trying to think of earlier. Stronger is a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal as a paraplegic following the Boston Marathon bombing. And Colossal is an odd movie, but pretty good, about Anne Hathaway dealing with alcoholism, I think, or dealing with issues where she takes control of a giant kaiju monster in Japan whenever she walks through this playground set. Uh, yeah, it's weird, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, I'll just give my point totals here. 30-20 in favor of Stronger. Stronger was incredible. I think it's... I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great character actor. But, uh, I thought uh, I was really, really impressed with that movie. Uh, I'm going to give my whole big book to Stronger. Okay. I haven't seen either. I love Anne Hathaway. I really want to see that movie. I want to see Anne Hathaway just drunk out of her skull. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say 30 to 20 for strong. No. Col- which one stars Anne Hathaway? Colossal. 30 to 20 for Colossal. All right. So 100 points for Stronger. <laughs> 31. Stronger is the winner. Sorry, Anne. Because it's stronger than yes. It's a really good movie. You should check that out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to now. It beat uh, beat my my favorite movie of the two. (laughs) Yes. That's the thing with this. Whatever wins each matchup, you have to go watch immediately. All right. Next up, we have Call Me By Your Name. Is it Jim or is it Andy? Jim and Andy. Jim and Andy (laughs) against Call Me By Your Name. Um... I hate Jim and Andy, even though it was a decent documentary, because yeah. it made me not like Jim Carrey anymore. Meanwhile, yeah. Call Me By Your Name was a pretty darn good movie, so I'm going 50 points on Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of both of these. Um, Jim and Andy, both for different reasons. I mean, Jim and Andy was a great documentary, but I think Call Me By Your Name was a very well put together movie. I'm going to go 30, 20 for Call Me By Your Name. Got it. Uh, I don't know what either of these are, so a 25 <laughs> split. 
All right, so I'm pushing the button, and call me by your name advances 25 was the number. Next up, Steven Spielberg says, I want in. He has the post, <laughs> and it's going up Uh-oh. against the Softie Brothers movie Good Time. There's no connection here. The Post versus Good Time. Uh, I thought The Post was a drag. Um, it was well made. Good performances. But the more time passes and the more I think about it, the more I just do not like it. It was I was bored out of my mind. It was so by the book, so by the numbers. Uh, I'm go- And Good Time was a really fun thriller with some style and a great score and great performance by Robert Pattinson. I'm going 50 for good time. Wow. Uh, I mean, the post was well-received. Uh, I'm going to go 30-20 for the post. Okay. I haven't seen either. I have heard of Good Time. It's Robert Pattinson, right? Patrick it Pattinson? It is. Pattinson? Yeah. Who's an actor who's come from a, a long way who, from being ridiculed in the whatever those movies were to actually being like a charismatic and guy with a lot of range uh, so I'll say 30 to 20 for a good time I love Spielberg but I just that one just didn't grab me so I didn't go see it so I'm gonna go with uh, good time good time 30 to 20 <laughs> already pushed the number 134 Spielberg is gonna advance Oh, you can't stop. Unstoppable. The fi- we know what the final is going to be. It's going to be Tom Cruise versus Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Timeless classics. Lady Bird is going up against Atomic Blonde. I'm going to try to speed this up a little bit, or else we're going to be here till 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm going to go 50 for Lady Bird in this matchup. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go 50 Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that means... God Damn it, 145. Atomic Blonde has taken out the oh, Lady that, Bird. You cannot stop Charlize Theron. It's, very, it's like a spy movie. That's your alley. That's exactly. I didn't see Lady Bird. I'm so sorry. To <laughs> it's a great movie. Oh, well, but it's it. out. It's out in the first round. It's going to join the loser of Mudbound or Downsizing to... Movies, no connection whatsoever, but one was a pretty good Netflix movie, and one was a disappointing, uh, what's his name, Matt Damon, and I can't remember the director's name, film. What do we think? Um, I think, uh, you have 4010 for Mudbound. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, I think, I just, I got to go with a Netflix movie at some point. I'm going to say 4010. I will. Which one's Netflix? Mudbound Netflix? Yeah. I'll say. Oh, yeah, no, the hell with downsizing. I can't stand that. I'll say 50 for Mudbound. 108, Mudbound advances. We're down to the last two first, first round matchups. Phantom Thread, one of my favorite movies, against A Ghost Story. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, so, uh, we'll give 50. I'm going to do my 50 on Phantom. Me too. Uh, yeah, I didn't think Jake Lloyd was very good in it, uh, but I like Darth <laughs> Maul, so 50 nothing uh, Phantom Thread. Yes. <laughs> the re release, the remake uh, of Star Wars Episode 1. Okay, next up is It Comes at Night 
again, one of my favorite movies of last year, against Darkest Hour, another dull and dreadful affair, in my opinion. I'll say 50 for It Comes at Night. I'll do 30-20 for It Comes at Night. I have no idea what Darkest Hour is. I did like It Comes at Night, so I'll say 40-10 to 10 for it comes, at, it, it comes at Night. So 50, 40, and 30 is 120. 128 is the number. Darkest Hour <laughs> has done it. Darkest Hour is the Winston Churchill... What is uh, happening? Oh, that thing. Oh, God. The, we let that thing through? Yeah. We, yeah, the best actor. Yeah, best actor, Gary Oldman. Let's move on to the second round. Dunkirk versus Icarus. 50 for Icarus. 50 Ooh. for Dunkirk. Ooh, hot stuff. Uh, I'm going to go 40 to... No, I'm going to go... Why? Why am I going <laughs> to do that? 50 nothing Dunkirk. All right. And oh. survey says 85. Dunkirk is into the Sweet 16. Killing of a Sacred Deer against three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. Pretty interesting matchup here. Um, I'm going 50-0 for Killing of a Sacred Deer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split mine 25-25. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I'm good. I, I do like killing fairly more than three billboards. I'll say forty to ten. Okay, so seventy-five, one fifteen in favor of killing twenty-one. Killing of a sacred deer advances to the sweet sixteen. So sweet it is. Next is a matchup of summer blockbusters of last year. Thor, nope. Thor Ragnarok did not come out in the summer, but. It was a Hollywood Could've. blockbuster. Could have, very easily. Against War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I'm going 40-10 in favor of Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to give 50 for War. That ape Thor doesn't stand a chance. Uh, I'm going to say 40-10 to 10 for Planet of the Apes. <sighs> all right. I guess I should have done all 50 with Thor. I should have seen this coming. 82... War for the Planet of the Apes has taken out my man, Thor. Get out of here. <laughs> Tell your jokes elsewhere. Caesar is on par with Thanos, apparently. So, Sweet 16 oh, Thanos is going to be shitting his pants now. Yeah. The best matchup so far in this entire tournament, Blade Runner 2049 against mm -hmm. Logan. To my pity, pity on Logan. Oh. Wow. Wow. What a statement. What Wait, I is... can't remember. Did you see Blade Runner? Uh, yeah. Holy I didn't see the first one. I oh, really you liked Blade you, Oh, you really like Blade? 50 <laughs> nothing for Logan? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're man. I'm a betting man. Um, this is an interesting one, because it's not like, oh, the high and mighty science fiction uh, thinking man's movie against a comic book movie. Like, Logan's really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I'm going to go 35-15 for Blade Runner. And I'm going to go 40-10 for Blade Runner, which equals our first 75-75 <laughs> split. Uh, Logan is the lower seed, so Logan will be 1 through 75. Blade Runner will be 76 through 150. Survey says the number is 1. Logan 
advances to the second round. Wow. God damn you, Brooks. That's the, that's, the, <laughs> that's the exciting moments this tournament is all about. That's why people love it. The right shock, there. the drama, the laughs, the tears, the blood. <laughs> it's all happening. All out there. Whew. All right, moving on. The Meyerowitz stories goes up against Wind River. Brooks, let's hear what you think. Uh, I'm going to go 40 down for the Meyerowitz. I really like that movie. Yeah, I'm going 50 for the Meyerowitz. How about that one? Give me a break. You got two Avengers against what Adam Sandler and Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> break it. 50 nothing Wind River. Fuck Ooh. you. <laughs> All right, survey says Wind River advances to the second oh, of course. That, that That's an MCU movie, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the 20th. Okay, there you go. The secret 20th one. Wow. Big upset. One seed is out. The first one seed to bite the dust. Wind River advances. Next up, Brooks. I'm sorry. It's it's the Florida Project's turn again oh. against the Big Sick. 50 for the Big. The Big. Uh, 50 for Florida. You knew that was coming. What what is happening here? Uh, <laughs> I, well, let's. You know what? Screw this. Twenty five, twenty. Woo! Here we go. Oh. We love them. The split. The big sick is the lower seed. It will have one through seventy five. Seventy seven. The Florida Mother. Project <laughs> advances to the Sweet Sixteen, and I have never been oh. so happy to say that out loud. <laughs> In 200 plus episodes, this is the moment. This is it. <laughs> Woo, we can just shut it down. <laughs> um, that's going to help my bracket big time. Uh, Get Out goes up against Gerald's Game. Um, I'm yeah. on my 50, but Get Out. I am as well. Uh, Gerald's Game, it was second round was, was as good as it's going to get. I'm going 50 on Get Out. Yeah, I look at this point. We gotta a speed this up and b like I, I haven't seen the fucking movie, so <laughs> nothing. Forget out. Yes, absolutely. All right, interesting matchup next: Spider-Man: Homecoming against Okja. Fifty Spider-Man. Okja. I'm going forty ten for Spider-Man. As as will I. Again, I love my boy Bong Joon-ho, but I haven't seen this one. And Spider-Man is really good, so 40 to 10. And Spider-Man advances. So, it didn't even matter that we gave him a sliver of hope. Next up, The Last Jedi continues its quest for dominance against Alien Covenant, which pulled off a pretty big upset in the first one. I actually forgot that one. I thought it was Guardians of the Galaxy versus Destiny. Which would have been a much better matchup. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 45-5 for Star Wars. 50-0 for me. 40-10 uh, for Last Jedi. All right. Whew. Okay, Last Jedi advances. We did not get a huge... Upset there, thank goodness. Okay. Uh, that, that, that would be further proof that the Xenomorph is unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Battle of the Underdogs, a 13 seed versus 12 seed. The Fate of the Furious against the Beguiled. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> the Beguiled. 50 on the Beguiled for me. I'll split it. 25 inch. I, I, I... I like Dwayne the Johnson. Dwayne the Johnson. Dwayne the... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Du- 
Dwayne's Johnson. Uh, I'm going to say 40 to 10 for it's the big rough. wheels. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't hear 40 to said. 10. Okay. I do like The Rock. I like The Rock. Okay. So that equals 115 for the big up. The Fate of the Furious continues God, its quest. This was a huge mistake. Call it Cinderella. I mean, wow. All right. Unbelievable. Okay, American Maid is up next against It. 50 for It. 50 for It for me as well. I, oh, God. Do I dare I <laughs> say 40 her... to 10 for It? I'm going 40 to 10 for It. I like Tom Cruise. It didn't matter. It made it to the next round. 84 <laughs> was the number. All right. Wonder Woman against Mother. This is a very feminist matchup here. I'm going 50 for one roll. Uh, 50 for mother, then. Screw you. <laughs> You're not doing. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say 40 to 10 for Wonder Woman. All right. 90 in favor of Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman advances with the 49. I'm sorry, Jennifer Lawrence. Your work was for nothing. Okay. <laughs> this is a tough call for Brooks. Very interested to see what he does here. The Shape of Water against Stronger. I'm going to go 30-20 for Shape of Water. Okay, I'll do the same. I'll do the same. I will do the same. Okay. 90 and under for Shape of Water. 74. Shape of Water advances the one seed is in the sweet 16 next up we have two movies that were nominated for best picture call me by your name and the post uh, i'm splitting mine here okay uh, the, uh, uh, i i like spielberg 30 to 20 for the post uh, I'll do 30 to 20, call me by your name for a perfect split, just to make things interesting. And the winner is the post. <laughs> Spielberg gets his first ever Sweet 16 appearance, I think. Uh, he's been around a while. It, it's it's about time he, he got the prestigious honor. It's like the only award he's never won i don't think he's ever won a march movie no he's never won the tournament and it's crazy because he's got a lot of hardware in his case but that's that big one is still missing okay (laughs) atomic blonde goes up against mudbound 50 for mudbound 50 for mudbound Mm -hmm. No, it's 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 uh, no. Atomic Blonde is a masterpiece. I'm going to say forty-five to five. You really liked Atomic Blonde that much? No, (laughs) I'm going to say forty to ten. All right, twenty-one is the number. Mudbound advances. It's Sweet Sixteen bound. Okay, last matchup. Go to hell. (laughs) Last matchup in the second round. Darkest Hour, the fifteen seed. Against Phantom Thread. I'm doing 50 on Phantom Thread. 50, me too. Uh, love that Qui-Gon Jinn. 50 to nothing for uh, <laughs> Phantom uh, Thread. Alrighty. We're into the Sweet 16. We're really coming down the stretch here. It's only going to be another hour. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Dunkirk. Uh, 
trying to be the first movie to make the Elite Eight goes up against the killing of a sacred deer. This is my number two movie against my number three. I'm splitting the difference. 25 each. Go 50 or Dunkirk. Ooh. I, uh, so different movies, such different reactions to them. I think I like Dunkirk more, though. I'm going to say 30 to 20 for Dunkirk. All right, 105 in favor of Dunkirk. Can Killing of a Sacred Deer pull off the upset? Wait, what was it again? 105? 125? Yeah. Anyway, 105 is the number, so Dunkirk barely skates by into Jeez. the Elite Eight. Tough, tough matchup. Dunkirk will face the winner. Of Logan and War for the Planet of the Apes. Well, forty ten for Logan. Jeez hmm. Louise. Uh, you need to respect Caesar. I'm going to say uh-huh. 30 to 20 for War of the Planet of the Apes. And I will do whatever makes it a clean split. So... Uh, um, tw- 35 for Apes, 15 for Logan. All right, 1 through 75 is Logan, 76 and up is Apes, 127, War for the Planet of the Apes. Boy. In the Elite Eight. How you like them bananas? War for for the Planet of the Elite Apes. All right, next up, Wind River against the Florida Project. How many zeros can you give the Florida Project, uh, Brooks? Because you know you're going to have to give a zero in the next round. What did you say? 50 for Wind River. 50 for Florida Project. Oh, fuck this shit. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 40 to 10 for... Wait, why would I do that? 30 to 20 for Wind River. Oh, man. Wind River can't make the Elite Eight. But it did. 59. Wind oh. River. Florida Project is out. What a project indeed. Okay. okay. Get out against Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. That's, That's a toughie. A that is a toughie. Yeah. I'm going to split my tricky. points in half. 25 each. Because I really enjoyed both movies quite a bit. Yeah. I'm going to go 35 to um, 15, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know how that counts. For which team? Get out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 30 to 20 for Spider-Man, actually. All right, so 1 through 80 for Get Out. Anything above 80, Spider-Man. 94, Spider-Man. Oh, man. Is in the mm-hmm. Elite Eight. I like that. I like that a lot. Hopefully he doesn't turn to Ash. Spoiler alert. Um, the Last Jedi against the Fate of the Furious. What a cakewalk into the Elite Eight for The Last Jedi. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. I was about to just piss you off. I'm going to give you 50% Star Wars. <laughs> I think I think we've we've had our our fun now. I think we have to take it seriously. I, I'm going to give 50 points to the Last Jedi, and I'm going to say 49 points for the Last Jedi. You're an One point. <laughs> if it's 150, the Fate of the Furious advances. 79. The Last Jedi did it. Alrighty. 
Now we're getting serious. It versus Wonder Woman. This is Casey <laughs> versus Edgar when it came to the summer box office draft last year. Hmm. Oh, 40 10 for it. Wow. Wow. I'm going to stick with uh, with my guns from last year. I'm going to say 30 to 20 for it. And I'll, oof, I'll say 40 to 10 for Wonder Woman. So that means 80 for it. So anything above is Wonder Woman. 26. It oof. is in the Elite Eight. Oh, Wonder Woman's gone. She gone. She gone. She gone. Unbelievable. What a tournament. The Shape of Water... Goes up against Steven Spielberg, The Post. The problem is, I just don't have strong enough feelings in <laughs> yeah. shape of one. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a good move. I'll say 30 to 20 for Shape of Water. Let it all 50 for Shape. I'll do 50 just because I do not want The Post to make, make it that far. So that's 130 for Shape. 134? Are you kidding me? Shut up. The post. Spielberg wow. is just on a miracle run here. <laughs> Whew. Okay. I, Did not I see that coming. So That's bad. the chaos that this new format brings, and I love it. All right. Mudbound against Phantom Thread. Uh, 45-5 for Phantom. I'll say 50 for Phantom just because I love me some PTA. I, yeah, you can't go wrong with the pod race. I'm going to say 40 <laughs> to 10 for Phantom Thread. 135 in favor of Phantom Thread. 57 is the number. Phantom Thread advances to the Elite Eight. Here we go. We're coming down to the final four performances. Okay. <laughs> Dunkirk. Against War for the Planet of the Apes, Ooh. who is going to Indi- for Dunkirk? Who's going to Indianapolis for the final four? You said fifty for Dunkirk. Yep. Okay, okay. I'll say forty ten in favor of Dunkirk. Hmm. I will say I, I will say <laughs> uh, thirty to twenty for Dunkirk. All I right. do like it a bit more. One twenty in favor of Dunkirk. 102. Dunkirk is in the final four. What's Christopher Nolan is up for the award for the very first time. We'll see what happens. And who will he face? Will it be Wind River or will it be Spider Man? Homecoming. Fuck is this movie so deep? I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Wind River. 925. You're splitting it? Why? <laughs> I have to mix things up a bit. Fifty points for Spider-Man. <laughs> mix. We're in the what? Are, what is this? The quarterfinals? What is there to mix up anymore? Yeah. Uh, I no enough of this madness. I haven't seen Wind River. I'm gonna give fifty <laughs> points to Spider-Man. Me too. So one twenty-five in favor of Spider-Man. One forty-eight. Oh, oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wind River is in the final four. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> oh, this is this is terrible. This in, is a terrible, terrible game. I've never played this again. In a bracket with the Meyerowitz stories, Ingrid Goes West, Florida Project, The Big Sick, Get Out, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Coco, Wind River has made it out to the Final <laughs> Four. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, this this next one is a fun one, though. It could be a potential winner of the whole tournament, whoever gets through here. Star Wars The Last Jedi against It. Mm. Mine right down the middle. Hmm. Really? A split between these two? Interesting. No, split went out in the first round. Um, I'll say 40-10 in favor of The Last Jedi. I'm going to say 35-15 for The Last Jedi. I, I, I got to give it a little bit more props. Yeah, I'm going to say 35-15. Okay, so 100 points for Star Wars. 45. Star Wars did the predictable and made it to the Final Four. Two one seeds so far in the Final Four and a nine seed. Um, <laughs> next up is The Post. Against Phantom Thread. Fifty for Phantom. Uh, 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 I, what is the uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say fifty to nothing for uh, Queen Amadeus. Duel of the Face. That's what it's a called. Duel of the Duel Face. Of the face. Yeah. I have a great score, so I'm gonna say fifty nothing for Phantom Thread. Yeah, I'm, sl- I'm slamming the door shut. Uh, Phantom Thread has made the final four. 150 to zero. That's the problem with upsets in the middle early rounds is could be some blowouts later on. Okay, we are in the final four here. It's make or break time. Dunkirk versus Wind River to make it to the championship. <laughs> Brooks, what crazy shit are you going to pull right here? Well, 50 for Wind. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. I'll say 50 for Dunkirk. I, I know where this is heading. Somehow, Wind River's going to win. No, 50 nothing. Enough! 50 nothing for Dunkirk. It's not enough. 112 is the number. No way! Wind, <laughs> Wind River is in the championship game. I haven't seen this movie. It's not that good. It's not that good. Uh, okay. Thank you, Brooks. Thank you for your <laughs> contributions. Uh, if your bracket wins, you didn't even make one. Um, this is the real championship game in my mind. Star Wars, The Last Jedi against Phantom Thread. My five, number five movie of the year versus my number seven. Mm. <sighs> I'm going to split it down the middle. 25 each. What is which, which, uh, which Star Wars movie do I like more? Uh, <laughs> 30 to 20 Last Jedi. Uh, I'll make whatever it is to make it this split. All right. 30 to 20, 20 in favor of Phantom Thread. Star Wars is the higher, lower seed. Excuse me. So 1 through 75 is Star Wars. 98. Phantom Thread Sir. has beaten The Last Jedi. It has weaved its way to this point. Yes. Finally, you realize it's not a Star Wars movie. Um, mm. <laughs> no. Uh, Wind River against Phantom Thread for all the marbles. Um, hmm. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> PTA versus Taylor Sheridan. 
A battle of icons. Uh, 50-0 Phantom Threat for me. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I, 50, sure, 50-0 for fact, sure. I don't, it does, I don't care. 50-0 for wins. Of course. <laughs> 32. Thank, thank you, God, higher yeah. power. Phantom Thread is your champion of the world. PTA with his okay. first title. Let's, for fun, do a third place match between Dunkirk and Star Wars. All right, I'll, I'll go uh, 40-10 for Star Wars. I'll, I'll go 40-10 for Dunkirk. I'll split it. 25-25. Uh, Dunkirk is 1-75. through 75, Star Wars is 76 and up. 74. Dunkirk is in third place. Mm. Sorry, Ryan Johnson. The internet has voted you out. Exactly. You're a loser. You're in fourth place. All right. Well, that was something. Phantom Thread joins... Hold on. I got it. Uh, Who won the last year? Who are the members of the Hall of Champions? Yes, yes. Uh, In 2016, the first ever winner of March Movie Madness. How do you see the winner in this? (laughs) Uh, um, Apparently, it's not that important. Was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, wow. And in 2017, the winner was The Handmaiden. Oh, So, Phantom Thread joins The Handmaiden and Mad Max Fury Road as champions. I think that's a pretty good round of winners there. Oh, very good round of winners. It could, you know, it was very close to being, uh, you know, another instant classic, uh, Wind River. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I would have canceled the entire thing if that would have happened. But, uh, well, yes. maybe maybe we need to rejigger the, uh, the score how this plays out. I mean, honestly, like I'm sure Wind River is a perfectly fine movie, but when I haven't seen it and it's somehow in the final, is no, it's not yeah. supposed to work like that. I'll uh, I'll think about this. Maybe I'll just think about who I invite to the podcast oh. next year. <laughs> No, uh, that was fun. Uh, you got to play your odds. Yeah, you got to play the odds. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another incredibly fun and long episode of the podcast. Good to be back. Uh, thank you, Edgar, for joining us. Where can pleasure. people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm on Twitter at double O pop. That's the word double underscore O H underscore pop. I coach co-host. The James Bond Complex, uh, Twitter, The Bond Complex, Facebook, The James Bond Complex. It's basically just a little bit of books, a little bit of movies, and everything in between. I apologize for not letting you plug that in the beginning of the podcast. Nobody cares. But uh, I'll put it in the show notes. It is a really well-made, well well-done podcast, so keep up the good work over there. Thank you. Uh, always, always great talking to you, Edgar. Well, it's always a great talker. Talk. You're, you're a great talker, Brooks. You're a great talker. <laughs> I can't talk. It's it's almost it's past yeah. midnight. We've been I doing apologize. this for three hours. I can't I talk. I do apologize. And for Casey Brady, Peace. we are Brooks and Bob Fallon. 
next week we will be doing a lot of catching up. We will tell the tale of why we were gone. We will tell you everything we've been watching, and we will talk about all of the UFC fights that have happened in the meantime, and maybe review Blade Runner 2049. So, until then, thank you for listening. And Brooks? Yep. Say goodnight. See you. So